That's what yeah. people love to see. Yeah. Whole communities Ooh. built around just seeing live streams mess up. <laughs> well, hey there, folks. Sorry about that little adventure. Don't know what or why, but when Windows decides that, you know what? I just don't feel like doing anything with sound today. You're kind of at the mercy of Windows, so there you go. Yeah, must be nice weather where Windows Thank is. Thank you for your patience. Oh, yeah, they just decided to take take a time off. Yeah, thanks everybody for sticking through that little difficulty. And since we weren't really anywhere yet, let's just take it from the top because no one heard anything we said about the sponsors yeah. that paid us to say things. And it's recording. And it's recording. Okay. Everything is going yeah. as it should All right. now. Oh. <laughs> we did it. Okay. Execute. Um. So should I turn off my computer now? That... <laughs> no, no. You should. You should kick. <laughs> no one touch anything kick, right kick, now. Kick your, kick your power strip and Just see what breaks. More water on your computer. Exactly. So, oh, okay. uh, welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to have way too many fucking technical problems. That's one what thing. It means. Look, we're on. We can it say one thing. It was only thing. one technical oh, problem things. that cascaded wildly. Yeah, just one horrible thing that made everything sound awful. <laughs> um, yeah, we play Dungeons and Dragons. We uh, we do stuff on this channel. Alexis the, no the... longer gives any fucks. <laughs> the, the this intro, is the zero fucks the, given episode. The, everyone the drama, enjoy. It's all blown. <laughs> Nothing, nothing matters anymore. Um, so, yeah, but who are you at the table with? <laughs> yes, I'm at the are table we, with. Are Go ahead. I'm David Schultz playing Dromar the Goblin Rogue. I'm David Wong. I play Nancy Tabaxi Bard. I'm Nicole Bates. I play Sardian Sul, the Changeling Druid. I'm Greg. I'm playing Ulseth Ralph, the Furbog Fighter. And I'm Alexis Bates, the dungeon mistress, tech guru, and the person who just doesn't want to deal with Windows's bullshit sound problems anymore. We're playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons on this Sunday afternoon. Dyson Dungeons is what you're watching, and we film before live studio cat. We've got a couple of announcements today. You're sticking to that. Joke. I'm sticking to that joke. I put that joke in, and nobody got to hear it. And they're gonna hear it. Damn it. That's right. <laughs> We got a couple announcements today. First one up, take it away, David Schultz. <laughs> Thank you, Alexis. Well, if it pleases uh, the audience and the live studio cat, uh, I'd like to tell you all about one of our sponsors today, which is Calling All Nights. Time is almost up. Get in on this new two to five player card game before it's too late. Calling All Nights is a two to five player trick taking card game for the whole family, featuring over 60 unique knight characters and creatures. Now in its final days on Kickstarter, pledge now for your last chance to make sure the game is funded, and maybe even pick up an art book featuring all of the crazy characters. See it now at kickstarter.com forward slash projects forward slash Pigeon forward slash calling dash all dash nights. And as always, we will put that link into the uh, Twitch chat as well as the show notes on YouTube and our podcast. So thank you, Calling All Nights. We appreciate your sponsorship. And I, I did look just now. It looked like a couple people backed between our first glitchy ad read and our and this one. Oh, wonderful! Hopefully, so, we had something to do with we're, that. We are <laughs> so good at advertising. Now. We'll take credit, even when you That's can't right. understand what we're saying. You still buy the stuff that we're telling you to. That's how <laughs> That's good right. we are. It was it was all telepathic. They could just read our energy, uh -huh. and they were like, "Oh, That's right. This oh, game's yeah. great. I better buy it." 
Here, <laughs> let me throw money at it. So but it if is you great, haven't... and you should buy it. Yes. Yes. You should throw money at it. Yes. Because who doesn't need another board game? I mean, I love them. I Wait, love playing board yeah. games. Yeah, board games are fantastic. And once, <laughs> you know, people can actually get together in person again, you're going to want to play some really good board games. Yep. And this will be one of them. Yes, yeah. indeed. Um, so thank you again, Kelly Pigeon Games and Calling All Nights for sponsoring us this week. Um, wish you luck on that final stretch until the end of your Kickstarter. I'm sure you'll make it. Yeah, they're they're very, very close. So I, uh, I'm, I'm sure that they'll make it. And hopefully with all of your help, they will definitely make it here pretty soon. Of course. Um, I am back talking about our continuing sponsor, Geekified. Geekified is a tabletop gaming store out of Vinton, Iowa, meeting all of your tabletop role-playing game needs. They take online orders and ship straight to your home, so if you're thinking about picking up a new rule set, maybe some magic cards, possibly reserving a copy of the Ravenloft expansion set that's coming out for D&D's 5th edition, I don't know if they have any of the alternate art covers left. I think our stream's been turning a few people on to it because they've been going through those alternate art covers more quickly than they were before. Yeah. It is a cool alternate art cover. Uh, head on over there. Reserve your copy. Use this URL, geekified.us forward slash discount forward slash dice and dungeons to get 5% off of your first purchase. Using that link also helps the show out a little bit and shows some support for us. So if there's anything you're thinking about buying for yourself, maybe your friend, possibly a random person on the street. Because, you know what, if someone came up to me and was like, here, have magic cards, I'd look really suspiciously at them and then go, sweet. Yeah. And we have to get Ravenloft so we can mod it into a Twilight role-playing game. No. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I know what I'm going to be building out for the special event days. No. Greg's uh, <laughs> out too. It's just going to be me, David Wong, and Nicole playing Twilight, the role-playing game. And David Wong will be forced to be there. <laughs> yeah, nice is just going to be a werewolf. <laughs> he'll be exactly the same, except, <laughs> except say, weird. I'm a werewolf now. <laughs> Okay, technical issues over, I yes. hope. Um, there's some wood. Uh, let's get wood. on with the show. Dungeoneers, let's roll. Welcome back, everyone, to a hopefully 
a glitchy rest of our show. I'm actually getting a note from Twitch chat that everyone's phones are lighting on fire all of a sudden. So. <laughs> they turned, they all Damn turned it, we turned them that. all into Samsung Galaxy Note 7s? <laughs> <laughs> um, at least I'm suicidal. We just lost another potential sponsor of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding everyone that those phones did actually catch on fire. There is no allegedly about this. <laughs> Last week, oh, our yes. heroes, which were far less technical difficulty-ly, uh, spent even more hours slashing their way through the sewers of Nordfeld. Their soggy adventuring brought them to the remnants of a very eerie tunnel and the site of a grisly ritual where someone had clearly lost their life. But also to the Eve's Guild of the city, where they took a handsome pile of cash and were in the middle of some renovations when they decided perhaps they should get back to their original goal. <laughs> we return to the action where our party is getting even closer to the target access point to the mysterious warehouse. Gee. I think we're getting close <laughs> to our target access point to the mysterious warehouse, guys. I certainly Whoa. hope we are getting closer. <laughs> it's the target. my butt hurt? <laughs> 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 I give up. Which, which, <laughs> end of stream. <laughs> Let us continue down this tunnel. To remind you all, after leaving the Thieves Guild room, you had gone back to the three-way Y intersection crossroads and then headed down the southwestern direction mm -hmm. that that Y split into. Nearing the entrance to another room, uh, is where you left off. And that room, you can hear the sounds of skittering, clacking. Ah, uh, yes. Was it skittering, skittering and clacking? The, like things clacking on to other things. It's not quite like... Uh, is it more like the spiders click? or the rats that we heard? What spiders? The ones that... The, one, the clicking noises near the spider webs that we found. That was just a bunch of tourists taking pictures. That was just photographs. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like um, claws running over a surface of things or sounds, tapping it on It sounds things. like nines. Yes. <clears throat> nines doesn't run. So, Dromar. <laughs> True. Yes, Olsath? Do you want to sneak in or shall we just proceed into the skittering scurrying room? Um, I could I could sneak ahead and, and see what I can see, uh, and hopefully not die a terrible death. Thank you. Oh, I oh. will I will come behind you at a respectful distance and oh, attempt I... to assist you should you have a problem. Maybe maybe you should stay back, Will Set. The whole sneaking thing might not work as well with you behind me. I'm I'm just saying, you know, you're good at many things, Will Set. But sneaking isn't always one of them. Oh, this is sometimes true. Okay. <clears throat> Scream if you need help. Yeah, screech really yeah, loud sleep. and say, oh, God, I'm dying. Yeah. I'll give you guidance uh, here, for the uh, next. Thank you. Thank you, sorry. Here, Olaseth, you can, do you want to have my lantern again? In fact, yes, you I will can hold just your... hold on to it for a while if you want to. Yes, thank you. I will hold the lantern. Thank you. Dromar will stealthily make his way towards the terrible noises that are probably all of Nines' uh, cousins having some sort of uh, unholy family reunion. I don't think we'd have a family reunion in a sewer. 
I don't know. I haven't seen my family in years. But. <laughs> but that's that's why it's because they're having all their family reunions and sewers. They're like, we Too know avoid. Nines won't come here, and we don't want him at the family reunion. He doesn't wear shoes, so he wouldn't yeah. go in the sewers. <clears throat> all right, go he doesn't ahead. even have real pants anymore. <laughs> Roll a stealth check. All right. Well, that's not great, but I do have guidance. Um, okay, that's gonna be a ten plus nine, so nineteen. All right. As you around the nearest corner, because this, like the other room where the thieves' guild was, this sort of intersects the outer wall at a diagonal of about thirty degrees. So, around the outside uh, corner, the more shallow turn, you're peering around, looking this way and that. You see, on the north side of the room, sort of on the far wall corner, a tunnel leading northward. Based on the distance that you've traveled and your general sense of direction, you're pretty sure that that tunnel would lead straight back up to the Thieves' Guild room, or at least in that direction. The room that you see in front of you stretches southward for quite some ways. It's a huge spillway into the sluices. There's lots of drains, not quite as forceful as the area where you encountered the um, four little oozes and all of the refuse piled up. It's not quite as quick moving as that, but there is a lot of water coming into this room and just spilling out into the sluices and then running down the sewer drains but it's not a whole lot of distinguishing characteristics. So where you're standing, just at this wall, you can barely see the other side of the room and you can't see the far southern end. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna take out my spyglass and see if that helps me see the, uh, the far side of the room. All right. Again, going with the uh, weird physics rules around dark vision here. Yeah. Um, you're, with the spyglass, you're able to see the other end of the room. I want you to make a perception check here. Okie dokie. Um, that is a 16. All right. As you peer down towards the far southern end of the room with your spyglass, you see just a couple of flashes. It's a little hard to make out. It's kind of dim down there, on the very edge of what you can make out clearly. But they look to be pretty large, mangy looking, like they have, like, I mean that literally, like, they might have mange. Uh, rats. It is Nines' family. <laughs> Just say that really loud. Yeah, say yeah. it really loud. <laughs> that's in that's in Drummer's head. <laughs> Did you think it very loudly? <laughs> I thought it so loudly. I was like screaming it inside my head. That's what you see. You see what looks to be rats that probably have some sort of disease. They're missing hair on uh, different parts of their body. Their tails look like they have some sores and blisters on them, running down the far southern exit from this room. They're going to the exit. Yes. Oh, okay. They're going either to that exit and down. Sluice. Come on. Hmm. Um. 
I will make my way back toward the party uh, stealthily with a stealth check of uh, 25. And... Uh, you don't really seem to alert anybody. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, once I get up to the party, I will uh, say... I'm back. Oh, ooh, that was oh. sneaky. Whoa. Wow. Ah, I know. I'm very <laughs> sneaky. Uh, always watch out for Dromar. Um, well, there's a there's a room over there, kind of like the one we saw before with the fast sluice way, but not quite as fast. Um, and there were a couple of mangy rats in there, going towards another exit. Um, but. You know, that's what I saw. Let's well, go for the rats then. Yeah, I, I mean, if my map drawing is correct, we kind of have to go that way, so. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was thinking, so. You know, I didn't want to fight the two rats on my own because they'd probably just kill me, so I figured well, I'd come back here and we could take them on together. That was very wise. I, I have my moments. You know, I like living. Uh, as so much as characteristics. Uh, yes. <laughs> shall, that, shall we get in line again? Maybe <clears throat> since we know what's up ahead, why don't we have Old Seth go in front? That sounds like a good idea. He's uh, he's the you're, strongest of us for sure. Yeah, you're far and away the least likely to die. Yes, and definitely has highest AC. Whatever I'm, that is. Whatever that is. Okay. Why I'll don't go, I go second? <clears throat> Yes, you could sneak up behind me if there are enemies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Nines should probably be in the back because he doesn't really hit things anyway. He he just taunts them that. and kills them with his words. Yes, <laughs> right, that's what we do. He kills, he kills them softly with his words. <laughs> yeah, well, not that softly. He's usually yelling <laughs> at them. <laughs> pretty pretty brutal. <laughs> so we go, also throw You told me to badly kill them. That's what I do. Yeah, you're doing a very good job of it. I know. Is everybody too young or what? Yes. Killing them softly with his words. Is that a song? Yeah. Yeah. Telling my whole life. Whatever. Yeah, I know the song. Let's execute. Execute. I got what you were saying. Execute. We're so fucking professional. Yes, indeed. You head down the long sluice way. This one trails on for several hundred meters. I'm still carrying the lantern so I can see something. Sounds good. Yeah. And you see little signs of scratches on the wall here and there. Now that you're sort of paying attention, I'm not sure if you've been seeing these the whole time or not. Are these little signs or little scratches? <laughs> Do they look like beaver teeth? Little scratches. Like before? <laughs> these... Are there any little signs that say Thieves Guild? <laughs> yeah, there's just like one. tons of little signs. <laughs> you guys don't see little signs. You see little scratches. Tiny the little signs all have arrows. They're like, Thieves Guild, this way. And they light up in neon and they flash. No cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're still walking while we do this. Yeah. We're whispering too, because I assume we're stealthing. There's yes. one sign that says, if you're a cop, you legally have to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so we are sneaking. Um, as much as we can. 
Go ahead and with all of you make a stealth check. Guidance. <laughs> I don't think we need the sneak, but okay. But we could catch them off guard, maybe. That's maybe. Yes, that rats might be putting guards up to warn people. Yeah. <laughs> 18. 15. 10. I gave you guidance. I got an 11. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You're not being maybe as quiet as you thought you would be, but... This is why I didn't want you stealthing <laughs> with me, old Sam. I understand. But you're doing a reasonable enough job considering all the water you're sloshing through. And the lantern I'm holding. Yeah, you're doing a reasonable job. Mm -hmm. And you're still carrying those three tree limbs for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that is a throwback. <laughs> you... Uh, that was you, tree stream ridiculousness, everybody. Yeah. You eventually they were not ridiculous. Reach... They were very good tree branches. You, you were, eventually you reach trying to find the three giant tree branches. All right. While okay. invisible. Okay, bring it back. Yes. Um, you eventually reach a bend in the sluice way, and it takes you, you figure, about 90 degrees to your left, which means eastward. And it heads down further, and you can't see the end of this. It goes out of sight before your a lantern illuminates fully. Well, that looks like the right direction for if the numbering system is following any sort of order. Which it seems to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I keep, uh, I keep walking. Yeah. We will continue sneaking. More slightly sneaky. Okay. Slightly sneakily. You keep going further down, now eastward. And after about 100 meters or so, you enter a room that has a T-junction sluiceway and several drains spilling into it. Got a ladder on the far southern wall, which is to your right as you enter. And it continues on, like I said, it's a T-junction across to the other side. There is a ladder here. Perhaps I don't see it is. What it says. Do we, I'm going to look around the room. Do I see any rats? Make a perception check. With guidance. And a great roll, 18. Not bad. So you look around. And you don't see any rats. You do, however, see clear signs of rats. There's a couple of nests, piles of rubbish. You see uh, little bits of like, straw and hay and clothes and things all piled up in corners of the room and even some into one of the drains that's spilling out into the sluice. So you don't see any rats, but you see the signs of them. They're teenage rats. <laughs> They're leaving their clothes everywhere. <laughs> um, Dromar is going to go over to the ladder and look at the, uh, look at the numbering. Alright. Um, as you enter the room, are, go are you with, going in by yourself? Maybe go with him also. Uh, yeah, I was just going to start I'll, walking over by myself. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk behind you at a disrespectful distance. 
At a disrespectful Uh-oh. distance. Yes. Dang, this is very out of context. Oh, I'm being, well, I'm being close. I'm walking close to you to to protect well, so you. It's like right behind me. <laughs> okay, I so the two are going to die. <laughs> so the two of you are going in together. I'm going to hang back by the entrance right. to the room. Yes, we're going in together. As you that way. get about 15, 20 feet or so into the room, getting close to the ladder, you see on the ladder, 7-5, dash, and then, as you're reading this label, out of these piles and out of the drains and things, you start to hear scratching, and then you hear a horrible noise. That was a oh, horrible, God, that's a horrible noise. noise. It's a nice family reunion. <laughs> and you have found yourself in combat, combat with a whole bunch of rats. So the two in the room can roll initiative. The two outside of the room can roll initiative if you want to at this point. I feel like or I Or you can join at the end of the track later. I feel like I should. Well, if we don't join, then they won't attack us, right? Yes, <laughs> that's how it works. So I'm thinking... I'll, All wait, right. I'll wait till the end, actually. Would you mind putting Dromar and Nines uh, kind of near Dromar. number three there? Dromar and, and Ulsa. Or sorry, Dromar and Ulsa, thank you. If you want to put Nines there, I guess that would be okay. Like that? Yep. Man, and the nines. other People two are off to are. that side down there, yeah. So, Dromar, you said you had a my 22 initiative. Yes. Nines? Or I'd be trying to kill them. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> I'm I'm really not nines. No, I'm asking nines if he's <laughs> oh, it, initiative. Oh, I, yeah, I, I rolled into initiative. I hate rats. Oh. Yeah, I rolled initiative badly. What'd you roll? Uh, uh, 16. 16. David Long works for the mafia. He hates rats. Full set, what'd you have? <laughs> 17. And Soria? Three. <laughs> it's a good thing you were wanting to wait till the end. Yeah, <laughs> I, okay. I successfully waited till the end. <laughs> Alrighty. <clears throat> Uh, Dromar, you are up first. Yeah, Dromar is the greatest. Uh, do, do I see this rat that hissed terribly at us? It kind of came from all of them, so they all made some horrible noise. But you can see the rat that is just to your right. Like That's very okay. visible, and you're also aware of the rats over to your left. Uh, I will, let's see. So how am I? Am I right next to the rat? Uh, yeah, you are right okay. next to the rat. I couldn't quite tell. Um, and Ulsa's next to me. Would I get sneak attack then? Because we're both within melee combat range. You have to be flanking for oh, well that to work usually. I don't. Well, no. If Ulsa's in range though, but he's not, is the problem. There. You're both like five feet away at the moment, so each of you have to okay. make a movement towards that rat. Okay. Oh, okay. That's so. Yeah. Oh, so I would have to move. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I misunderstood what you were asking. No, no, that's okay. Um, I will go up to the rat and I will try oh, to shake it. Tabaxi God. Tabaxi God. Kill all the rats. Uh, killing the rats. <laughs> it's killed the rats. Or a live studio cat. There's the cat. Um, Attracted I will... by the rats. Uh, I will make a sacrifice to the tabaxi god, and uh, I will walk up to the rat and try to shank it with my short sword of loyalty. Huh. Do you want to just take five feet and go right up to it? 
Um. Yeah, for for now, that's what I'll do. Um, if yeah, I may do. I may move more depending on if I kill it or not. Um, that's gonna be a twenty-one to hit. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Yeah, take this, you stupid rat. Oh, that's not great. Uh, that's a six damage. Okay. I assume that doesn't kill it. As you uh, swing your short sword into its flesh, it screeches out and winces back, but still seems to be bouncing. Well, uh, Dromar is going to just <laughs> right back at it and uh, swing at it with the other sword. And Dromar is doing is is just stabbing it right now, by the way. He's not since these aren't humanoids, he's not these trying rats. to swat at him. These he's just were, stab, 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 these rats were into service. <laughs> <laughs> the rats were pressed into service. <laughs> By whom? And in the, <laughs> the service of what? <laughs> the Rat King. Uh, um, that's going to be a 17. That also hits. Uh, stamp, 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 stamp! Uh, three damage. In your vicious flurry of piercing blows, uh, you take your offhanded short sword and stab it right into its eye socket and it falls over limp. Yeah, take that, you stupid rat. I don't care if you were pressed in the service. <laughs> Hi, Tesla. Hello. Um, and uh, how far away is the next nearest rat to me? The next nearest rat is... Did this rat die? Yes. Sorry, I was dealing. The next nearest rat, which is the green base one, is about... Mm, looks like about 20 feet from you. Okay. I 15, will maybe? Uh, move 20. to the other side of that rat then like, like there is that yeah well now i'm in between two rats yeah uh, you wanna go like there or maybe like on the side closest fur furthest away from you maybe the other the opposite side of that yeah like there and that way little seth can gain flanking if he comes up Cool. That will be my turn. I will. I will um, run up to that rat, and then I'll go, <laughs> and then I will end my turn. <laughs> All right. Um, that brings up the first giant rat's turn, and then after this, Ulseth, you're up. So you're on deck next. If you wouldn't mind moving number five behind, and thus flanking, yeah, our friend Dromar. No, stupid rat! Stop flanking me! <laughs> the sewer has been destroyed by the tabaxi god. <laughs> the tabaxi god decided that it was time to run now. <laughs> it has the zoomies. <laughs> hey, yes. Does yeah, that mean we're all? Before I started the stream, I advertised we had cats. I wasn't joking. Does that mean yep. we're all affected with haste for the rest of this battle? Yes, the Tabaxi God has seen fit to bless us. No, it does not. Uh, what is your AC, Drummer? 17. Oh, okay. So, this is gonna break your armor here. No, now don't you have break to buy new armor. armor. And do five points of damage. 
Ooh, Dromar's not feeling great today. <laughs> and you're gonna need to get like ten shots. Yeah. <laughs> I also need you to make a Constitution saving throw against and against tetanus, rabies, mange, <laughs> the whole list. Oh dear, that's terrible. Oh, five. Oh I rolled a five. <laughs> oh no. Total, okay. total five. Um. You uh, you have a disease. You don't quite know what yet. But you, Am I going to start foaming you, at the mouth? You feel not so great. <laughs> oh no, we're going to have to put Tromar down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set that as your turn nines. You're on deck. Okay. I'm going to use what a surprise. Um, speech of Beast and Leaf at this point. All right. Are you using the leaf mode on that? I am using the... Beast and leaf are my I, favorite I, I'm, Pokemon I'm games. going to ask them to leaf. <laughs> yes. Be like a tree and leaf. Um, That's right. You who are rats. Surrender now. <laughs> Your rat king betrayed you. That really, that really trailed off. <laughs> you who are rats. You who are rats. We mean you no harm, but you must leave us alone. If you will not leave, at least I ask that you leave the green one and come to me. Um, they all look up at you and have sort of a surprised look on their face. It's a, as a surprised as a rat can look. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever that just... And they Very all, surprised. in unison-ish, kind of go, and that's all I, you get. I do that at the same time too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I move to flank the uh, the one that hasn't attacked. I guess that's the, the green. The green base. Mm -hmm. Okay, like that. Yes, and. Tromar is going to start anamorphing into a rat. Soon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Just punching over. He starts growing fur. Zoria. Yeah? Must we use non-lethal damage on these? No, kill it. <laughs> okay. I raise Kachiralar. My main hand. Um, 21. That hits, so go ahead and roll for damage. I will do that. And I do... Um... You do technically have advantage on that, I forgot to tell you. Because you're flanking. You have advantage on your attack roll, so you can try again for a crit. Oh, well, I might get a crit. Yep. All right. Um, so I attack, and I get uh, uh, six damage. All right. You swing in with your main hand and gouge deeply into its sort of spotted, mottled fur coat and take a big gash out of it. It screeches out in pain. <laughs> But As you hit stands. Dromar's rat brother, he's going to go... <laughs> <laughs> and then I raise a Lashalar. Um, that would be 14. That also hits, so go ahead and roll for damage. That does uh, 7 damage. Your offhand always How is does that more damage. Which is a full die size, two die sizes smaller, always <laughs> does like, more damage than your main hand. Because he rolls it one or two the, every time on his the D8. The D8 only goes up to three. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea right. how you manage this. It's I don't amazing. know. There's like three ones, three twos. So as you and two swing threes. your offhand, your Alashalar at it, you 
have to kind of reach down because this is, you know, it's a arm blade, essentially. Mm-hmm. You reach down and you kind of end up catching it on its jaw and punching it and knocking it like clear over against the wall. And it just slides limply to the ground. There's medicines for that. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of medicine. <laughs> Not for, for there... the limpness. Oh. Is there anything else you want to do? Oh, on your I think you have five feet you of movement. A little movement left. Um, I'll uh, move diagonally between Jomar and number one. Yeah. And then he'll take out the last bit of his pretzel and have a pretzel bed. <laughs> that is not a bad idea. <laughs> All right. Nines, you're up. Uh, I walk into the room and just, uh, I get out of the... Uh, pull me up, like, two spaces higher. Into the room like that? Yeah, like right there. Yeah. Uh, is there... Quick perception, is there a rat that's bigger than the rest? Or are they all kind of the same size? More or less, they're the same size. I mean, there's some size variation. They're not clones, but they all look to be basically the same. Oh no, they're cloning rats. <laughs> Do any of them uh, have a crown? The blue one, the blue base one in the corner there, that one, that looks sickly. That's the one, that one sort of stands out from the rest. It looks sickly. You see little boils on its skin and things like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to look at the one that Dromar is fighting. Mm-hmm. Soria, I, I can't tell. They look exactly alike. Which one is Dromar and which one should I attack? Are you attacking Dromar with your vicious monkey? <laughs> I want to avoid Dromar. <laughs> the, the one in the sluice is, is the rat. Okay, I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery on that one. Rat! You look just like Dromar! I knew that's what you were going to say. I was positive. <laughs> Alright, which one were you targeting? The yellow, the yellow one. one. Okay. Five. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's the uh, DC on it's that? A 14 DC. Uh, wisdom save. Yeah, it does not make it. It doesn't no have the one highest can survive wisdom. Being told they look like <laughs> uh, I don't takes, know how uh, you pull it off, but you manage to insult rats fairly consistently. And inanimate uh, globules of goo. Rats, rats have very uh, deep-seated senses of self-worth and hate being insulted. Yeah. How do you know that? Uh, well, I'm one of four them now. Damage <laughs> and has this advantage on this next saving throw, even though Sorry is going to kill it. Oh, Maybe. Right. Anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, no, that should do it. Okay. Uh, Soria, you are on deck. Oh. It is now uh, number two, that blue one there. And it's going to charge towards Ulseth. And Ulseth, what's your AC? Uh, 15. Okay. This one jumps up at you, kind of in this flying attack, and manages to grab onto your arm, biting you. And... deals three damage. Get off of my arm. (laughs) And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. We already know you have to roll higher than a than five. A five. <laughs> Some real to not become deductions an right there. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. That's higher than a five. <laughs> yeah. New threshold check. 
That's what's my. That, that was a one plus six. Oh, well. so you just failed, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be doing a lot of medicine checks. Yeah, I rolled. I rolled. I actually rolled higher than you on the die. I rolled a four. I just only get a plus one to Constitution. Yeah, I get a plus six, and I roll a seven. <laughs> Okay, yep. so you you two now feel ill. There's like an immediate reaction, and this wound is not feeling like you've been cut and bit before, and you know what that feels like? This feels worse. I'm gonna sense that Wolseth is now my brother, and I'm gonna look over at him and go <laughs> <laughs> And I go <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have uh, we have weird rat poison in us. That's right. We're going to after this encounter. <laughs> I'm going to move here, actually. <laughs> why, why are these rats the most dangerous things we've ever run into? <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, we fought like a troll and bandits and bruises and, and all kinds of stuff. And these rats yeah. are killing us. Going to shout these out. These rats are killing us. Ratmar, yeah. prepare to strike at it. And I'll use my thorn whip, extending the vine I have outwards at number five. Okay. That is a 21 to hit. It does hit. It does four damage. Okay. And drags it 10 feet this way. As you grab onto it with your vine whip, you see it lash around its throat this time, and you pull, and the vine wraps itself around, and you hear this sickening as you snap the rat's neck. And when you pull it back, it doesn't just stop at 10 feet. It keeps going and like flies past your head. <laughs> These oh, rats are interesting physics. breaking his neck. <laughs> These rats are like, half-life gone wrong. The bodies are just like, <laughs> you killed my brother. <laughs> you guys keep hitting it on like, Pretty significant damage rolls, yeah. and that was very much not non-lethal Never damage. mind, Ratmar, oh. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's now number one. There, the white's turn, and it's gonna move in also towards Ulseth. Uh, that is that is a critical. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it did roll the other two rat. like Ulseth, so you take two points of damage. <laughs> I rolled a one. Nice. It rolled one twice. Nice. It's uh Does he may need to make another constitution check or is it Not on this one, no. Hmm. There's probably only like two rats that actually had disease this means and that you guys you are got now lucky. Uh, up Dromar with Ulseth on deck. Uh, Ulseth, feeling his ratness take over, is going to <laughs> attack uh, Soria and Nines. No, not really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So there's two rats left? Yeah. Okay, I will. Maybe go for go... the diseased one. Yeah, I'm going to go to up to the diseased one. You can flank. And uh, yeah, perfect. Thank you. That means you have advantage? Yeah, buddy. This is how Dromar rolls. Literally. Poorly. Um, well, one of those is okay. Uh, so that's going to be a 22. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. 
Yeah, extra D snit six for sneak attack. Those are both ones, so seven damage. I'll, I'll add. Are these bigger than me? Um, no. They're probably not. Uh, no, they're, they're, but I can't take three of the small. Never mind. A little smaller than you are. How much damage did you say? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. As you stab your first blade into it, it goes right through its torso, and it squeals out in this little like. And as you pull your blade back out, it just drops slump to the ground. Uh, in that case, I will angrily run up to the second rat, or the final rat. How much movement does he have? He's got enough to get there. But can yeah. he get around to the other side? Um, I, you know, you could make it to behind its, like, left flank there. Oh, wow. And... If you drew a line, uh, I'm gonna say you you can flank it in this situation. Huzzah! Flanking Very for the win. Very generous to our diseased. Ooh! <laughs> yes, thank you, Alexis. One of those is a nat twenty. Right. All right, go ahead. And this is on not the the uh, the usual die. This is on uh -huh. my special gemstone die that my good friend Robert your, gave me. Your special weighted die from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, cool. So I'm gonna roll better. Uh, eight damage this time. Okay. As you take your take your blade and stab it into this rat. How do you want it to end? Uh, so I'm gonna take my offhand blade, which is the blade that's been partly corroded by the oozes so it's probably all like jagged and terrible looking and I'm just gonna hiss and go and I'm gonna bring it down and chop the rat's head off right okay. on the back of the neck it's gonna need some shots after being stabbed with that blade <laughs> yeah this is I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna name this blade tetanus that's <laughs> <laughs> a, a pretty good name for it Yes, I will right. also be throwing this blade out pretty soon. <laughs> you you do all that, and the rat is now dead. Huzzah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it just me, or is Dromar a lot more sociable now? <laughs> I'm going I'm gonna, to... I'm going to run up to Nines and just, like grab his shoulder or I can't reach his shoulder. I'm gonna like grab his the his like one of his love handles and just start like gnawing on him. I'm going to I would like to try a medicine check to determine what is wrong with Dromar. And also You're not acting as weird right now. <laughs> that was bit you determine that that's just how Dromar is. Uh, Alright. You run up to them. Uh, and you're making an invest a medicine check on them, you said? Ideally, yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. With that guy, then. Yep. Not bad. Um, 25. So you, this is a disease that you've seen before, and you recognize it. I mean, this kind of bite happens in your area of the Fervin Wilds with eh, some regularity, and it's kind of like mange. It basically, you know, starts uh, breaking down the blood and making it so 
Like, if they get hurt, they can't heal, and it slowly just makes the blood unusable. You know that this disease is fatal, if not treated. Do I know how to treat it? You know, you do know how to treat it. I don't believe you have access to any of the necessary medicines with you, but you know your inventory better than I do. I have an herbalism kit. I don't, I don't, I guess it depends on what it is that... I, I have an antitoxin. I don't know if that would work. Well, it's a disease, not a toxin. Okay. So it's not like a poison. I have... Makes sense. I have my herbalism kit, but I also have a magical pouch that lets me pull out any anything that's considered a food seasoning from it. So if there's any sort of herb that has curative properties but is also considered a food seasoning, I could technically pull it out from this pouch. Um, you... The, the herbs uh, that are used to treat this are not considered food. Okay. Would would you, a potion of healing work? Um. Why don't? Well, I mean, one of you can make a medicine check to see if you would understand how that works. I'll do it. I have good medicine. So. Yeah. Guy down. Um. Twenty-seven. As Dromar poses the question about what uh, what good a healing potion might do, you think about it for a second and come to understand, you know, it would heal the lost hit points. It would, you know, make you feel better, but it would not ultimately cure the disease. Okay, so if I have, I'll have to go to, like, an herbalist shop and find the... You need to seek proper treatment, treatment. which you know how to do, um, but you don't have the supplies Maybe they have medical supplies at the guild house, at the Mercy Company house. Oh, that! Jomar's gonna look through his bag and uh, just start asking about different things. <laughs> what about this bag of sand? Would that help? <laughs> Why don't oh, you it, it, it gets everywhere! <laughs> Try putting it down your own. I'll just drink the bag of sand. <laughs> it's like a cinnamon challenge, you know? <laughs> Why do you have a bag of sand? For for thief stuff, oh. <laughs> like like replacing an idol on a stand. Sure, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that would definitely oh always work. Yeah, and always not does. cause boulders to come and kill you. Uh, oh. How about how about this grappling hook? I just start hitting I myself mean, in the head with a grappling. It would work in one way. It would you wouldn't die from the disease. Hmm, I like it. I like it. Uh, Dromar will take eat. for disease to actually kill them. <laughs> uh, probably like a oh, couple weeks of horrible pain. Uh, we should just move on. We'll fix Maybe. it eventually. <laughs> yeah, you you know that um, because you've seen this disease, you know that he's not going to be able to game mechanically recover hit points. Um, until the disease is cured. From resting and stuff. Yeah, it has to be through magical means, which is why you know the healing, the potion. healing potion would work. And you, sorry, are also pretty sure that a good berry, given that it is a magical item that it is conjured, um, I'm going to rule, because it doesn't specifically say, I'm going to rule that they could also uh, restore hit points. Well, Dromar was just about to test that by eating his two remaining good berries. Yeah, I think we need to get through this warehouse. I'm, 
While we're talking, I want to quickly look at the number on the ladder. Ah, yes. As you look over, the ladder is 75-0184. Is the ladder you are looking for. Dromar is still over gnawing on nines. <laughs> All right, so I think what we need to do is get get through the warehouse, take care of that, and then get you two treated as soon as possible. It would be good. <laughs> do not be ratted. You know that I, I, I've seen this disease, and you don't actually have to do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever makes you helps you cope with it is fine, I guess. Yeah. But I'm I'm feeling very not well, and am uh, am going to use my second wind before we climb the ladder. Assu- yeah. Um. Assuming we pass the we climbing the ladder check. Right. That might not work with your mange. No, but it'll work with my hit points. No, because I don't think second wind's magical. It is not a magical ability. It is not a magical ability. It's just a fighter thing. Yeah. Oh, how many uh, hit points does a healing potion But it is not magical. I think a healing potion is 1d4 plus some number. Hmm. I really want to heal, but I don't want to use a healing uh, potion to heal three hit points. 2d4 plus 2 for the healing potion. Yeah, 2d4 plus and 2. And like I said, if you have any good berries left, I'm allowing good berries to restore hit points. So, two, yeah. two I, I just ate mine. I, ca- I can cast one heal spell, but then I am out of non-cantrip spells no, for the let's, warehouse. Let's save that. So a healing... Nines, did you still have any good berries? No, because I got stabbed in butt. Oh. I wonder how that happened. Also, I touched flaming bars for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) 2d4 plus 2? Yeah. Yeah. What is a greater healing potion to? Uh, 4d. I think it's 4d4 plus 4. How much did you take? Um, I am down 9. You're down a whole 9s. Yeah. One regular healing potion should be fine. Hmm? 4d4 plus 4 is a greater healing potion. Why don't you use your regular? I'm going to use my regular healing potion, and since the d4 goes up to 4, unlike the... potion guidance? (laughs) Can I inspire the potion? (laughs) I mean, you can sync to it. Oh, healing potion. 5 plus 2 is 7, right? Right. Alright. I am going to. Are we? If we're going up into this warehouse, I'm going to change into my pristine suit in the cleanest area near the ladder. Okay. It's probably um, right underneath the ladder. Probably. Yeah, it, it would be like the corner. Um, and I'm turning into Coromon. Okay. Yes, nothing will. They will absolutely be able to believe that we went through a whole sewer keeping it pristine. Hey. Yeah. Coromon's good. Maybe his suit is gleaming. It it did look kind of magical when we fought him. Actually, yeah. Now that I think of it, just yeah. I think he probably has a gleaming suit. Yeah, the blood didn't show. That's right. Yeah, yeah, his blood didn't stick to it. Even when I stabbed him to death. I gotta say, (laughs) I am fairly impressed that you guys remembered that little tidbit, which 
Uh, not that the, the viewers really know this, but when we played through that campaign as like a warm-up session to get technical glitches worked out, uh, that, that, that is it. now. Uh, I remember because I was going to take the suit, but you guys yeah. like, ago. I was also thinking about us taking the suit, and then I remember we didn't. But yeah. Yeah. We forgot before he got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. We're great. I wouldn't want to explain that to the company blades anyway. We'll get a chance. Like, why is he naked? That's why. He's a nudist. We don't judge. Alright. Look, so, some people like to go into mine and mines and, you know, try to do I, their megalomaniac <laughs> shit without clothes on. <laughs> I'm gonna make you I'm just gonna make you roll a dexterity check here. With guidance. <laughs> to see how well you can get into this suit without getting it dirty. Natural 20 plus four plus one. <laughs> nice. No problem. I have changed so, clothes so many times. I'm a master at this. In fact, now the sewer's cleaner because of that. That's a 25. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not only did you change into I saved my nat 20s for the important. <laughs> <laughs> Most critical. Not only did you think... change into the suit, you managed to get a couple of little, like, spots off of it. You, you found them, and you're like, oh, that wouldn't be there. And you clean it off. Yeah. Yep. Well done. I think what actually happens here is that, like, when Soria changes shape, as we discussed, you know, because of the change of, in mass, uh, there's like an explosion of energy around yeah, her. And it just, like, <laughs> yeah, all of the dirt just like flies away from the entire area. So now we're all a little dirtier because of that. Yeah, the rest of us are just covered in We're also <laughs> all on fire, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah, put it out, put it out. <laughs> I just, if I just shapeshift from like a Goliath to a Kobold in six seconds, that would probably create like a a Frost Nova or a Fire Nova from like the, would I, would I expel heat or suck in heat um, if you went from giant mass to, to yeah, no mass, mass, low mass? MC squared, yeah, if you right? went from yeah, high yeah. mass to low mass, you'd, you'd, you'd expel a lot of heat. A lot yeah. of energy. So I go in as a Goliath and I shapeshift to a cobalt <laughs> to create a fire burst around myself, <laughs> physics wise. This is this is Soria's new method of combat. Yeah, She's just gonna I'm like shape change really quick. <laughs> <laughs> First you freeze them, then you burn them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, uh, for the otters, so uh, you you are in a perfectly clean suit in the sewers. Do you, do we want to send one person up to check, or should I just go up as Koroma and why um, and why really should, well? You should tell them to open the door for you. Well, yeah, me. Well, if you open the hatch, you might get grime all over you. So why don't we send Wolfstaff up? He can open it, because he's strong. You have and been then... proven to be the only one who can open these. Yeah, and then you oh. can go. And then we can go. Sounds good. Yes. So Execute. <laughs> I will go to ladder number... Uh, the one that's here. 75-0184. Go to the ladder, and go up the ladder, and... Guidance. Uh, okay, Oh, I thought we were looking for ladder 8675309. I've been looking for the wrong one. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I was looking for Jenny's life. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so you're going up the ladder. Long I'm walking up, I'm walking up yeah. this ladder, even though it's the wrong ladder, you know. And Sarah McGoblin didn't sing about this one. <laughs> Nobody sang other, about this ladder. Or it's who a, it's was a, it? Somebody uh, troll, Billy troll, Billy, Billy troll. troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Billy okay. troll sang about the other ladder. Um, I'm going to go up to the ladder and and push. Okay, before we do this, <laughs> am I going to just like push this, push this up and out of, push this up and out of the way quietly? Look, try and peek out. I think is these these make a lot of noise when you move them. That's why I gave you guidance. Right, so I'm gonna lift it up, push it out of the way, quickly get off the ladder, and let Coramont go up, up through before anybody notices that it's not Coramont. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll try Wait, that. Wait, hold on one second. Aren't they suspicious of him? Because yeah, that's why, he's, that's why he's not going in first. He's just uh, opening. We, uh, yeah, but shouldn't we have a story on why he was acting suspicious? Why don't you just disguise him? <laughs> okay, as long as we can decrease the test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. We were we were testing their security. Okay, execute. All right. Execute. execute. There's no flaws in this plan. <laughs> uh, that's the only flaw I had, and we solved it. Execute. Yeah. So, I'm a security I do, I do expert. That It'll be fine. Okay. You climb up the ladder. Mm -hmm. I need you to make a stealth, not a stealth check, sorry, a strength, a strength check. check. Yes, and I have guidance. That would be, uh, uh, might as well use it, um, 20, 26. Okay. Human very easily. This is very easy. This up. <laughs> Will Seth actually just, just takes his finger and lifts it up and then spins yeah. it around. <laughs> <laughs> I lift it up, nonchalantly turn it in, slide it over to the side. Okay, now make a stealth check. See how quiet I got your foot. Guidance again. Stealth. Can, can I reach his foot to give him guidance? It's not that bad. Um, you can. He's tall. You can climb up and get that, but he's already made the check. Eighteen. Okay, not, not bad. bad. Yeah. Um, I am being sneaky as I move this. You, having familiarized yourself with moving these before. You were keenly aware, as you stated, that these are heavy, have a tendency to make a lot of noise. Fortunately, unlike the previous time when you'd been moving it onto essentially an asphalt-like surface, set. this is wood. You move it, and you can see that. There's like a, a wooden floor, and actually on the... When you take just a second to look around in there, you even see that the top of this um, cover has been uh, covered with wood, so that it kind of blended into the floor here. And you slide it on there uh, really quite quietly. The room, as you get a quick glimpse, glimpse of it, um, not a glimpse. You're not glimpsing the room. You're not um, glimpsing it? <laughs> Why are you glimpsing it? Roll a glimpse check. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> what was your glance check? Seven. Oh, not a very good glance. But I get a. Is there a glance bonus? Is there no, a... the threshold <laughs> on glancing is quite low, though. 
Yeah, you you did you did a fine glance. Was it your best glamp? You you did okay. I mean, it was his best glance. This is the first glance in history. It's the best glance ever. Let this be a lesson to everyone. If you're gonna flub a word, just lean the it. fuck into it because it's not going to be let go. No. Nope. Nope. Um. So you you see that the room, other than a little light coming uh, from underneath a doorway, that when you lifted this up was kind of off on your right as you lifted this up and slid it. Um, other than that light coming in, the room is completely dark. A totally dark room. And that's what you see. Okay, I slide back down the ladder, still being stealth because I passed my stealth check and tell Zoria. It is a very dark room with a door in it. I think that you could go in and then just go through the door. And be like, hey, I just came through the sewer. Yes. Would you yeah, be that in, was our plan. Will, yes. you be, will you be introducing us? Shall we follow you? Um, why don't you, if it's an empty room, why don't we all go up into it so we're in the space together? Okay. Sounds good. You go first and I will follow. I, I am very good at acting, but this is going to be a stretch. Mm -hmm. As you had seen, I am very good at tripping and falling. We will stealth up the ladder. Okay. Um, you're leading as Cormoth? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You make the first stealth check with guidance. Not bad. Um, 21. Okay. Give me a minute. I have to go get the other set. Oh. We are back. Oh. Yes, nothing bad is going to happen. No, certainly we won't get into combat. No. Well, I always say that. When we're now just the, the DM is gone. Everything. Anarchy will reign. And she's definitely not still in the room. No, she's definitely gone. Gone forever. <laughs> I think we should just go back down the ladder and take a different route in there. Okay. Yeah, you know, now Why that we're you here. Just, you could go up, say, hey, guys, um, I need to open the door out here. And then uh, we would just go up and come in through the front door. Yeah. Right, just like that. You Or you could just go up and you could be like, pizza delivery. All Everybody right. always likes pizzas, no matter there where it go. comes from. No matter where they are, even if it comes from a sewer. Even sewer pizza. I mean, the Ninja Turtles ate it all the time and it looked delicious. And you. Right. They want anchovies on there, though. Anchovy pizza is great. We're all in the room. Well, I did PvP on Tromar. <laughs> You're a cat. You should love anchovies on pizza. Okay. No one likes anchovies on pizza. I actually really it's do like anchovies on pizza. It's a pineapple on pizza, pizza, pizza toppings. No. I actually like pineapple on pizza. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Is it okay to come up? I'm waiting for the map to load. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you see. You are in a small. It is uh, a very dark room, but you can just kind of make out. You're surrounded by a lot of boxes and a couple of chests. Hmm. Nines is going to be in heaven up there. <laughs> All these boxes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go over by the door and just sort of wait there while the others come up. Okay. Uh, who's, uh, up, who's coming up next? I think 
Should I, I go I, next? I, I will go next. They okay. had they had seen me once before. And so Coromanth will need to explain my presence. I got my oh. line ready. All right. So Thank God up, we thought about this. I go this. up behind you. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll stealth check. No, I can't get guidance because you're not there. Nope. Oh, as usual, I make noise. I'm a six. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's Soria. why I was thinking maybe you should go last. Um, <laughs> Soria. Sometimes yeah. uh, 18, you know. But, you, yeah, you, know. you heart start the, to hear like a, of a, D20. a little commotion from the outside. The kind of some muffled voices. Make a perception check. Um, 22. Although the voices are muffled and it's a little hard to make out exactly what they're hearing, uh, you make out the words, I'm gonna go check it out. I cast hearing, guidance on myself and open the door. Hearing <laughs> uh, hearing how noisy Ulseth was, can Dromar just like scramble up the ladder? I think that's a reasonable thing for you to do. Okay. I'm not going to try to be stealthy because I don't think at this point it matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter because... I'm yeah. just going to calmly walk, go up the ladder following them. All right. We're in the room now, right? So everyone's up in the room. Um, it's still dark. I'm opening the door. You're opening the door. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, let me get that set up. Hang on. <laughs> I thought you guys might take a minute longer here, but no. No, we obviously alerted yeah, we're them. We're great at this. We're just full steam ahead. <laughs> 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 Execute. Execute. The... Hello, we are here. <laughs> we definitely don't need to look at anything in this room. Not anymore. Now they're about to come in here. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree with what's happening. I'm. I. Yeah. Yeah. I got I'm it. Full I got support. it covered. I know what yeah. I'm doing. You're good. You're the lying master. <laughs> yeah, my three deception is gonna just really carry us through here. I mean, that's my deception also. You can't shapeshift them. You need disguise self. I just, yeah, I, we it. should have just dressed uh, nines as Koromon. Like, I am Koromon. <laughs> I am, I I am trying new look now. I am Werecat. <laughs> we're, we're rats. We will, yeah, want to we fight can, about it? We'll just bite them and give them illnesses. <laughs> also, my personality has suddenly changed completely. I'm just slamming the door open and, and Koromon's voice going... <laughs> Well, this is a shameful display of security. <laughs> and Coromanth is standing right there in front of you. <laughs> um, I hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, make a dis. Well, are, are you trying to intimidate them? Are you trying to deceive them? Like it's all the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to deceive them. Okay. In an intimidating Do way. Do I get advantage because I'm Coromanth in a suit? Uh, I will say that you can have advantage yes. because you have, you look the part at the And moment. I cast guidance and you on myself. you sound the part because you know what Cormont sounds yeah. like. Mm -hmm. Hopefully none of them are expecting the suit. <laughs> no, 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 no
I had advantage, so I'm gonna take the two that I rolled. (laughs) (laughs) But it's plus four, so that's nine. Um, Okay. I rolled a one and a two. (laughs) I need new dice. Is that with with the guidance? That's with. I rolled a nine total with advantage and guidance. Awesome! 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 We're dying. <laughs> again. Again and again. All right. This was um, a good try. I was going to lie my way through So I, what I want you to do is open the door there and with, put your character on the other side. With what? how low that deception check was, I think Ulseth actually says aloud to you, that was a good try. <laughs> Total of nine is just like about average, right? Uh, it no. is. <laughs> That is, that is one below average. That's almost average. All right. Um, you, <laughs> attempting to deceive this card, don't come off with quite the, the vim or vigor that maybe Coromon would have. You lack the authority in your attempt. Uh, more, more flat in your delivery than anything else. And sounding kind of stumble as you exit the room. <laughs> a little, a little bored and a little stressed. It's to be like, fair, that's how Cormouth sounds. <laughs> this is a, a very big breach of security, and <laughs> the goblin in front of you just raises an eyebrow and goes, "Aha!" And you see, uh, that was witty. You see at the other end of the room, this this very large figure that you know is Chrome, slowly turn around and say, "Yeah, he warned me you might try something like this." Roll for initiative. Oh dear. Please roll. Sixteen. I got an 18. 12. 11. Okay. Um, so, the, the guy right behind the goblin, he pushes his way around the corner and passes his buddy there to get kind of a look into the whole room. And even though it's dim light and he can't see maybe all of you, he does call out, Hey, there's more of them! And then takes a swing at Soria. This is gonna be good for me. Yeah, we're definitely gonna Uh, die. 11. As he pulls out his cleaver, he takes a swing at you and you kind of like, Dodge out of the way. I just got this suit. <laughs> <laughs> the old one had a hole in it. <laughs> um, okay, are, are you continuing to try to impress upon them that you are, like, are you going to keep up the charade, basically? I, I don't see why I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Um, make a deception check. I'll allow this to continue. This is dumb. I rolled a three this time, so <laughs> I'm getting one better each time. It, it does. Did you have guidance this time? No, I didn't no, have time to cast it. Cast it. Time so for it's that. Lower. Um, oh, you 
I mean, he believes that you just got the suit. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I did not lie about that. That's true. But that's all he does. Then uh, the guy over on the far side, on the was it the blue base? The blue base. In fact, your suit still has the tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> it says for Soria. <laughs> I was I was Cormont when I got the suit made. That's so true. It would only that's add true. to my deception. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, Show them the tag. Yeah, <laughs> moves around. It has my name on it. <laughs> as far as he can around that outside, and I think that'll bring him to basically the boxes, and that's that's all he does for the moment. And that brings us to Dromar and Nines. You are on deck. Um, I can Dromar get through and past Koromoth. Coromonth. I, I think yeah, honestly you're a, you're a I friend. should get back in and we can funnel them through the door. <laughs> Five, I mean yeah, one at a time would be better than more. <laughs> Dromar isn't gonna think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Fair enough. Um I mean, unless you say it in are you saying it in character or are you just no, saying No, it? I'm I'm Coromonth still. I, I'm okay. committing to the bit. Uh, then, yeah, Dromar's just gonna go through... Can I get to the opposite side of that, the green person? Um... You can, you can get on the green person's side? But not opposite. But not okay. opposite. You don't have enough movement That's to get fine. there. That's fine. That'll still give me sneak attack, even if it doesn't give me... Because I'm in range. Yeah. So, that'll do. Uh, that's, yeah, that's definitely gonna hit, I assume. That'll be a 23. That hits, yeah. Clear out these wastrels, my guards. Yes! How dare you attack our Lord Coromanth, the greatest suit wearer in history! Flawless <laughs> 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 <Small as> deception. <laughs> Uh, nine damage. And actually, I'm so angry about him attacking Coromont that I'm gonna use Fury of the Small. And, uh, I'm gonna, I guess I will do this non-lethally. Uh, so I'm just gonna, like, take my short sword of loyalty and just kinda, like, smack him wherever I can reach, not in any particular part of his body, (laughs) just, like, whacking him with it. Alright, how much damage do you do in total? Uh, 10 damage altogether. Okay. So you take the backside of your sword and instead of this leaping rebuke of this individual, you get around the backside of his head and thwack him. And the moment your blade connects, you know that you've, you've hit something that really shouldn't be hit. And he just goes... <laughs> and falls over limp, and he's he's apparently alive. You don't think you killed him, but he's just down on the ground. He's out. Um, am I out of movement then? Yeah, you're out of movement there. Okay, then I will just say, let that be a lesson to the rest of you. Obey our Lord Koromon. And I'll just brandish my weapons. All right, <laughs> um, if you want to use a bonus action to intimidate here, Sure, I'll, I'll do that. It. Intimidate. 
That is a not great roll. That's gonna be a ten altogether. You guys are really climbing up here. Mm. We were. Yeah. We just, we've spent, no one seems phased. We spent a long time in the sewers. We're not good at social <laughs> interaction. I get advantage mm. because I'm hissing at them like a rat. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Fair uh, enough. I'm gonna say that they're more confused than anything else. That that checks out, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Honestly, you could probably give me disadvantage because the hissing's kind of ridiculous. So. <laughs> um, so that, I'm guessing that concludes your turn since you're out of yeah, action's that'll, that'll movement. Nines, it's your turn. Uh, can I get through the door? Yes, you could get through the door. You yes. can maybe get right there if you want to. Yes, I'm going to use you as a shield. <laughs> <laughs> Classic nines. You have uh, just the blue base in line of sight right now. Because of the door. Because of the door. Uh, what, is, what does he look like? He is a drow. But looks sort of... I mean, he's wearing just pretty generic working clothes. It, it seems like he's probably just one of the people keeping this warehouse organized and running and packing things up. So he's a member of the proletariat. Uh, I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery on him. Okay. You'll draw a member of the you proletariat. You have generic looking outfit and it sucks. <laughs> Not like my outfit. DC my 14, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, he looks back at you and says, So. My outfit might suck, but it doesn't look as bad as your outfit, uh, which is barely an outfit at all. Uh oh, he's a bard. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like a, this a really man. Great he whip. sucks. <laughs> he sucks. It's yeah. time for an insult off. <laughs> and, uh, uh, anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, bardic inspiration on Olseth. Olseth, your blade is better than yourself. You should use it. <laughs> Very inspiring. I will do that. Okay. Thank you for the inspiration, nines. Welcome. Also, hit that blue guy. I hate them. Uh, okay. And that's my turn. At the end it's of your a turn. Good thing that all these people have these colored bases around them. That's that's kind of <laughs> odd that they carry those with them, but it's very convenient. Yeah. If we had some sort of top-down display, it'd be very easy to pick which one we want to hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of your turn, nines, Crom just sort of looks at this whole nonsense and says, anyone who gets killed by these idiots, I'm going to take all your gold and then hunt down your families. Jokes on you, we do non-lethal damage. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sucker! <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> and he he just kind of stands there and doesn't really make any movements towards you this turn. But the others look significantly worried at this point. So, it is now uh, the yellow base, number five over there. And he's gonna move over next to his drow buddy. And he's got uh, Dromar and... I'm hiding behind the door. Yeah, uh, Dromar is the only one that he can see at the moment. What's your AC, Dromar? 17. Okay. He pulls out his light crossbow, takes aim and 
and then hits the wall behind you. Yeah, I'm nimble, sucker! <laughs> nimble like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like a rat goblin. <laughs> At that point, the goblin who first saw Soria moves to take a look at the other side of the door. And just goes, oh, shit, and backs up towards his friends. Do, oh. do I get an attack of opportunity? Yeah, actually, you do. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Time to... He wasn't close enough to you to be within your range. Hit him with my okay. staff. I'm real good at this. That's that's an eight, a nine to hit. Uh, well, you try to take your most Coromanthi swing, and you, you, you just don't care enough. I go, actually, get can. away from me! <laughs> the goblin looks back and goes, "I don't know. He might be Coromanthi." <laughs> you stink! Ah, uh, guys, maybe he's Coromanthi. He didn't hit me. <laughs> and. This one also pulls at his leg crossbow and takes aim at Dromar. Bruh. Sorry about this, buddy! How could you do this to a fellow goblin? And as he looses a bolt, it hits you in the arm, glazing, Ow! just grazing you. You've been glazed, Dromar! <laughs> I'm so delicious! <laughs> and you take... I taste like honey now! <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, I must try the glazed pretzels. That's just a symptom of the mange. This is, <laughs> this is what I get for playing with idiots. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Seth, you're up now. This, this says something Sorry, about you, Alexis, that we are the people you associate with, okay? How, Let's how far <laughs> can I move here? You could go... Two, three... You could get to the goblin. I can get that far only. Because um, the logs and the and the boxes are blocking the Yeah, it's guy. pretty crowded. And yeah, it's a crowded warehouse. Well, They store stuff in here and things. That is what people generally do with warehouses. <laughs> <laughs> we need to look for the Ark of the Covenant after Yeah. yeah. It's the one with a big, like, Nazi. black burn mark across it. Oh, yeah, where the, where the arc burnt away the Nazi symbol. Yeah. You, you who should obey Coromanth, you have failed him twice. I peek out from the jungle. Yeah, punish him for me. <laughs> <laughs> I tested you when I pretended to trip over the drop box, and you failed. <laughs> I like that we're sticking with the bit. Yeah, we are totally sticking with those. <laughs> I tested you through the sewers, and you have failed. You have failed twice. Drop your weapons and ask not. for forgiveness from Coromanth. They're just not good test takers. No. Uh, okay, go ahead and roll intimidation. I can do that. I've only got... I could get a zero. You have inspiration, <laughs> though. Zero. I, I like how, see how unintimidating our biggest person is. I don't uh, think that's uh, worth using here in your inspiration. Six. <laughs> <laughs> your, your stirring speech, your rousing threat uh, does not seem to phase them. 
instead of like your brave heart moment, it's more like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of wimpy <laughs> It's heart. more like a brave fart. <laughs> we're just on fire here. It's, it's we're like, so good at this. We're the best at deception. Yeah. Noticing, hey. noticing that they are not moved by their own failure, their multiple failure. They are not asking for forgiveness. I... <laughs> I raised Katira Lahar um, and attack the, uh -huh. uh, the the goblin in front of me. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, are we doing non-lethal? I imagine that we're doing non-lethal because we are still... That precedent has been set. I yes. did do non-lethal. Mm -hmm. Yes. These are still followers of Koromans, and so we are sparing their lives so that they may come around at some point. Or be punished. Or be punished appropriately. Yeah. We're kind of punishing them right now. Yeah. Nine. Use Fifteen. That. All right, that hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. With my uh, one, two, three, eight-sided die. Your three-sided, eight-sided die. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, that's a two. Six damage. Did you just like sand off all the numbers higher than three and like uh, write yes, in new there numbers? There are three ones, three twos, and two threes. Maybe you should just get a new die. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. So you take your main hand and swing at this goblin, making a deep slash across his chest, and there's a fair amount of blood coming out at the moment, mm -hmm. but he's still standing. And then I raise a Lashalar. Now here comes the death blow. <laughs> 24. 1400 damage. <laughs> 24. Yes, I imagine. Yeah, it does. Oh, no. Only five damage this time. Oh. Wow. All right. Taking the sort of guard portion of mm -hmm. your offhand Alashalar, instead of trying to slash, you reach out and just kind of sucker punch him in the face. Uh, with sucker, with a, effectively, <laughs> you like, who are a sucker. You who are, thank you. <laughs> you yeah. who are a sucker. When you connect, you you can feel that you've broken his nose. Just and he looks for a second, stunned and dazed, and then just falls backwards and can't really seem to get a hold of himself. He's just sort of like uh, leaning against those. So is he out? He's effectively out. Yeah. You who remain, you yet have a chance to apologize to Koromans. Soria, it's your turn. I, I'm going to um, call upon some, say, chant some of my sylvan words into my hand. Something Koromanth always does. I'm behind the door. I'm whispering it. <laughs> and That's right. They can't see you now behind the door. Cast fairy fire to generate a pile of neon green spores in my hand. Okay. Peek around Wait, the door and just go and blow them over the <laughs> three that are still here. They all have to make dexterity saving throws. 15. Since since you're trying to keep up the illusion that you're Koromanth. Uh, I want you to make a stealth check to see if they catch this. All right. About eight. Nice. <laughs> Your disguise is as effective um, as it has been all along. <laughs> you're not sure, but you're, you feel like they all probably saw you do this. Warehouse rave party. But now, <laughs> um, let's see. What's the... Save on that. Dexterity, 15. 15. Okay. 
Okay, so the blue-based one does make the save. Okay. But the other two do not. I have one. Oh, you got one. So go ahead and put the furry fire on. And then I am going to just back into the room. <laughs> Otherwise. Anything else you want to do? What What's the action to close the door? <laughs> I mean, I'll allow you to take that. Uh, no, like I'll, 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 I'll leave it open because it's blocking their view of nines right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then if that is the end of your turn, it comes back to the drow character you've seen. And this drow goes... Everything in that corner is bright neon green now to all the objects, so... Oh. Playing dirty, are we? And... conjures up a bright red and green and blue ball of energy and then blows it over all of these three here. You're out of range now, sorry. But... Uh, Ulseth, Nines, and Dromar make a dexterity saving throw. Did he cast Verifier too? Yes. Um, uh, I got an 11. 10. I also got an 11. This is really turning into a warehouse okay. rave. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Do we each get a different color? <laughs> Actually, he's, he's not quite as good of a spellcaster as Soraya is. So, well, Nines and Dromar, you actually made the save. Oh, wow. Um, but Ulseth, you didn't. So Ulseth, you're now. Is there a ring? Uh, yeah. You so are now. Your bardic inspiration on that. <laughs> yeah. Glowing did. bright. I did some time ago. And what what color am I glowing? Red. Y yeah, you're you're kind of shifting between like red and green in spots. It's a little bit different spell flavor than Soria's. And <laughs> that means that Dromar, it is I'm now your Christmas turn. Christmas tree now, ha. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. So the drow is the one that's not fairy fired. That is yes. correct. Okay. Um, hmm. You should jump up on those logs and run, jump onto that box and attack number five with the high ground. Number five is the yellow one. Yeah. Can I get to number five? Yeah, I think you have just barely enough movement if to get on number five's left side. Okay. If if you are able to successfully make an acrobatics check to run across those logs and onto the Great. box. I will do it. Yeah. I love acrobatics yeah. checks. All right. Go ahead and make a roll. And you are currently right at the base of the, the logs. Uh, Dromar is going to do this with aplomb and style and panache because he got a 24, baby. <laughs> okay, then you successfully managed to hop on the logs, just running up all nice and nimbly, and you're now standing on top of that crate next to Parkour. and about like <laughs> head level with that uh, that bandit. Uh, Dromar runs up. He does the Naruto run across the logs <laughs> and, and he just yells parkour and then he <laughs> smacks, the, smacks the guy over the head with the uh, with the flat of his sword of loyalty ahead, uh, and attack. rolls a ooh that's you terrible you have advantage from fairy fire that's right I do <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's... no, that's terrible. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> Remember the mechanics of the game before you die. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that is a 17. My one regret was not remembering the rules. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's a 17? Yeah. Yes. That hits, yeah. Excellent. Much better than my first roll, which was a, a t natural 2 plus 7. So, let's see. My smack across his, the top of his head will do... And he gets sneak attack. Yes! Because of oh, his advantage. Right. Yes. That's why I cast it. Cool. Um, well... Yeah, uh, that'll be... 9 damage. Okay. <laughs> you, you bring your sword around the front side and like clock him on the head kind of like you do it even as you're running a little bit it's a little bit of a clothesline maneuver just smack and you knock one of his teeth out and you hear it go clattering on the floor still standing though wasn't He's a gold tooth yeah it's not a gold tooth oh, okay and then I'm gonna I'm gonna look at him. I'm gonna wait just a second, and he's still standing. And I'll say, "How dare you still stand after I hit you across the head in the presence of our Lord Cormon?" And then I'll <laughs> take my my tetanus sword <laughs> and I'll smack him in the face with that one. Uh, that's gonna be another seventeen. I like well, that. that. Still hits. I don't think anyone's referred to him as Lord Cormont before now. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You're very loyal. Yes. Oh, nice. Max damage. So that'll be six. Okay. You do a little bit of a whirling kind of effect as you get onto that box and you did your uh, clothesline maneuver and then you swung around with the backside of your blade tetanus as you're calling it and hit him a little chip of tetanus goes flying off <laughs> I thought I was gonna snap with it, it. <laughs> and uh, this guy just goes and falls flat into the ground with a really nasty sounding thud you and, got tetanus <laughs> and he is out <laughs> nice you are up next uh, I walk behind Ulsef so I can see what's happening I see that there are three unconscious bodies on the ground. And I want to do a persuasion check and tell this guy, look, clearly he's real Koromov because he has badass guards that are helping. And this guy wants to kill your family. Help us and uh, you can get his share. Uh, go ahead, roll for... <laughs> Well, for his share of what, nine? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, uh, what? Plus <laughs> a 13. Uh, okay. He looks at you, looks a little confused for a moment, but doesn't doesn't seem to have an external change here. A lot of that is uh, free action on this time. And uh, I'm going to... Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's not really much I can do. I'm just going to do Vicious Mockery on. I take it three is, uh, or the red one is uh, Krom. Yeah, that is Krom. Krom! You suck! <laughs> and your guards suck! Uh, DC 14, if I remember. Yep. Okay. 
as you as you lob this vicious insult, I think it was uh, vicious. Chrome just goes. No, I don't. No, they don't. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're fine. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, that's why they're damage. unconscious. On the on next roll. Okay. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Is there anything else you want to do? You still have a little uh, movement I, left. I'm going to inspire Ulsef again. Oh. And Ulsef yes, says, good thank you, Dromar. <laughs> <No. laughs> this time Nines inspires you, not Dromar. Because <laughs> you're our best rap man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did thank you correctly, Nines, the last time I was inspired. Yes, I know that. I am getting better at recognition. I'm so insulted. <laughs> so it's <their> conversation. Koruma. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, not Koruma, Krom. Oh, that's Krom goes. Uh, that's good method acting there. Krom <laughs> goes charging over to uh, Dromar, saying, I don't suck, and <laughs> you do suck. <laughs> You have a big butt and a smelly butt, and you like to kiss your own butt. You, you guys are getting the raw end of my dice rolls today. Did you roll at disadvantage from Vicious Mockery? I did. Twice. Twice. Am I going to die? I got a nat 20. Oh, God. Oh, I'm definitely dying, yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I currently have six health points. Let's see how dead I am. So... But I keep rolling Ulseth on the damage. Yeah. So you take uh, four damage. Yeah, just barely. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Ulseth. <laughs> and. Dromar's like, ah, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so he takes one good. He's using fist weapons, he's got some kind of brass knuckles on takes one swing at you with his right, and then comes with his left hook, but misses on that second round, just So you've got a sword jaw from the first hit, but the second hit whips right on by. And Ow! that brings up- I use that for talking. That brings up Ulseth. Um, so what happens if, if I have fairy fire? And Soria, you attacks against you have advantage and you can't turn invisible. Oh dear, I can't turn invisible? You normally can, I but know, it but keeps an outline of you, even okay. if you're invisible. So um, you're, you are invisible, you just have an outline. So, so they don't really so know if where I attack, you are. If I attack no Grom, I still have advantage. That's not where your trees are. Yes, Grom <laughs> yeah. has advantage. You could, I don't know, it'd be up to Lexi if you jumped on that crate, if you could flank to with Romar. I don't need to flank because I have advantage anyway. Well, not on the number on the blue base. No, I'm, I'm but if you want, you want to go after three. I'm going after three. I can go. I'm going to go. <clears throat> can you jump over the boxes? I don't. I'd have to do an athletics check or an acrobatics check. What would I need to do to jump over the boxes to flank? I know. Number three. So for uh, viewers here, because you haven't really experienced this much, I generally make. Um, ability checks towards how the character would attempt to do this. So I'd say in this case... I'm just case, going to try to push the box out of the way. Shove the box. Yeah, if you want to try this, you can make an athletics check. Um, if you want to try to push it out of the way, 
it's going to use up your bonus action in a slot for this round because there's quite a bit of an exertion there rather than trying to kind of... Why don't you do one of those like gymnast horses where you put your hands on and swing yeah, your legs over? Just, just yell parkour and it works. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to flank because I have advantage anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to go over by the logs there so that I'm diagonal. I'm right next to two and diagonal to three. So you want to jump up on the log? I need to jump on the... Yeah, there's not quite enough space there for mm. you to fit in. Now, why don't you just do like a, you know, like a big jump onto the box here. And have the high ground. And then you can yell, You can't win, Crom! I have the high ground! I could do... Yeah, I could yell that. You who are yeah. Crom. You um, who are Crom. <laughs> Okay, do I need to make a check to get up on the boxes? Um, so what I'll say is, you can do it if you succeed in an athletics check. This is what would have happened with uh, Dromar mm -hmm. as well. It takes double movement to go that way. Well, you don't have to go that but way. I don't have to go very far. No. And so, do I lose my bonus action? What kind of weapon does Krom have, by the way? He's using fist. He's using fist weapons. Like, oh, so you only would lose a bonus action anyway. because you had originally said you're trying to push oh. the crate. If you want to, like, jump on them. Gymnast horse, yeah, kind of leap yeah, over Yeah, I'm just going to do that. So then, this is, uh, make an athletics check, and let's see if it takes standard movement or double. Uh, it's a 24. You successfully leap up on there like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And you can move it standard for this one. Good okay. job, Olseth! Parkour! Wait, was he saying he wasn't good at disarming people with fist weapons? I think I can only disarm... I can only disarm... <laughs> you, you can only disarm... Edged weapons. Edged, uh, yeah, Unless ed edged you... weapons. Weapons that can do slashing or piercing mm -hmm. damage. Unless you chop the And this is bludgeoning off. damage. Then Unless it's I chop disarm. Disarm. Yeah, yes, I could attempt to disarm. <laughs> <laughs> Are we okay? You're good. <laughs> Without making any effort to persuade Krom to give up, since that seems to be pointless, I raise Katiralar and try to do very vicious but non lethal damage to him. And what does that entail? Hitting him with the I sword. Hitting him with the side of my sword upside the head. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Viciously. Viciously. Um, they were both the same, believe it or not. Uh, I better use my inspiration. Uh, 15. That does hit. Hey, you know, well, one or two, that's the best. I'm using my, my D2 here. <laughs> oh, wow. Got a three that time. Uh, <laughs> big money. Yeah. Seven, wow, yeah. You hit the small odds. Seven damage with Kachiralar, whooping him upside the head with the side of the blade. All right, he glances a little bit out of the way, but you do catch him on the shoulder, just... And... Mm -hmm. You're pretty sure this would have bruised him pretty well. He's still standing, doesn't look yes. that phased from so it. So I raise a lashalar and whap him on the other side of the head with my other hand. All right, so you're trying to kind of left hook him yeah. with your own mm -hmm. kind of brass knuckles? Got yep. <laughs> uh, 16. That's no, also 18, a hit. Sorry, 18. 
That's a hit. Yeah. That one, no, that one's not a hit. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a clean one. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, small, small, cat, small window. So my my D twenty here. <laughs> uh, does uh, seven damage? Okay. You should have used the D100 also. <laughs> yeah, I could get a three on that too. <laughs> so as you bring your left hook around and connect with the back of his head on this one, he stumbles forward for a second and you see a little blood kind of dripping down the backside from where you connected. And he's still standing, but shaking it off. That that hurt him pretty good. Anything else so you want to do? You have a little movement left. Um, am I... How long does fairy fire last? I like 10, ten rounds. Oh, so ten there's rounds. still plenty of time. Yeah. This um, combat will probably be over by the time yeah. that. It lasts for one minute, yeah. I would have taunted him a second time, but it does not help. <laughs> no, I'm just going to stay. I'm just going okay. to say, you have failed Koromanth yet again. And Soria, it's your turn. Uh, I'm around here. Okay. Do I want to try and... Cl uh, no, I'm gonna use... I'm going to pull out my uh, spiky branch and use Thorn Whip on the Rao. Okay. Because I believe that will pull him out of range of both Ulseth and Dromar. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yep. Nice. So, I will... Beacon Sylvan asking my branch to swing that. Whoops. Uh, eight. Mm. That uh, does not. I rolled hit. a natural one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. Wow. I am switching dice. That doesn't hit. But as you, you, know, you reach your uh, branch out, this drow, uh, who seems to be some sort of spellcaster, kind of recognizes what's going on and just nimbly dances out of the way. Classic Anything else you want to do in your turn? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, to be fair, we've never seen Koromoth do, do anything. anything. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's my turn. Okay. Then it is now the Drow's turn. And the Drow, just like looking around, says, uh, oh, and pulls out a hand crossbow, aims it at Koromanth. I'm hiding behind nine. And what's Not your AC? Eleven. Okay. It's just eleven? Yeah, uh, even, yeah, I'm wearing a suit. Even, <laughs> even with um, a little bit of cover from nines, who could have taken some damage here, you, you are hit by this, and it does... Does shooting when you're in melee with someone trigger an attack of opportunity against you? This is a hand crossbow. I think, because isn't there a feat that like lets you, I'm not sure, not trigger it? Anyway, I don't, go ahead. Not that I'm aware of for a hand crossbow. But if you find that, let me know. I don't know everything about the game. Like, it's How dare you? I know. Oh, no, it's they suffer a disadvantage on an attack if they're within melee of an enemy. Okay, then I will say... Oh, he still hits, even with disadvantage. Okay. And you take three damage. Ow. 
See, I, I ruined like all Seth and all these. My suit. My suit. And yeah, keep up that shot. <laughs> it is working very well. I feel like it's going well. <laughs> Dromar, it's your turn now. Nine's your entree. Dromar, you are mostly... everyone's unconscious, you'll be like, see, it worked. <laughs> oh, Dromar can't leave because it would provoke an attack. Oh. What? What's going on with Dromar? It's your turn. Oh, it's my turn? Yes. Uh, should I down a potion? I, I think I just attack. Is drink half potion a standard or? It's a standard. I action. believe it's a standard. Yeah. yeah. I think if you can take out Krom, we're going to. Yeah. Because he that's just, the druid too. just attacked, so his turn's up. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well. Plus, go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> People aren't here to drink potions. They're here to <laughs> kill each other non-lethal. Drink out of their <laughs> themed. Mugs. <laughs> uh, Dromar is going to briefly consider taking a potion, and then he's going to say, Fuck it! We'll do it live! <laughs> hopefully. He'll... Hopefully it's still live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he'll take his short sword of loyalty and bang it over the top of Krom's head non-lethally. Uh, and... Ooh! Those are okay. One of those is a nat 20. The other one is a 19. So I All will right. take 20. Well, uh, <laughs> roll critical with your cheat dice. And this is going to be 4d6. All right. Those are very good. Uh, that's no, going to be... No, here. <laughs> no, these are uh, all at least four. Uh, so... You, you have fours on your die? <laughs> yeah, I know. I have up to six on like my cheating. die. <laughs> if I could roll a four with my deception check, we'd be somewhere. Um, that's going to be 24 damage. Okay. Oof. Whoa, that was a good bop on the head. Yeah. You, you took a that really was massive <laughs> swing with your main hand. Just whack and crumb. Ah! He's still standing, but... Oh, jeez. What the fuck, Krom? How did you take that much damage and still stand? That's very uh, rude. Dromar's going to attack again with tetanus this time. Okay. Have some tetanus, you stupid Krom. <laughs> uh, let's do... 24. That and this will be significantly less damage. Uh, five. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Do I, you take one more good swing with tetanus? Says smack the blade on the side of his head, and you see a few more chips go flying off. But he's still Ugh. standing. How are you still standing? What are you like level two or something? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> We've been level one for like 30 sessions. <laughs> um, I don't want to move because then I'll definitely die. So I guess I'll just stay here and hopefully not die. Hopefully all stuff can take him out. Okay, then uh, it's nine's turn. Uh, I cast Vicious Mockery on Krom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Finish him off. This is going to be classic. Wow, with a critical. You couldn't even kill Dromar, and he's diseased. <laughs> That's the <best> <laughs> He he looks at you and goes, 
I don't care what a stupid cat says. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> also, I'm not stupid. He made the save. He's stupid. He don't believe him. <laughs> so, unfortunately, no damage from that. And I am out of bark inspiration, so I'm gonna stand there. <laughs> this, well, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucked. Okay, it is now Crom's uh, turn. Oh no! And Crom goes. Uh, you fucking idiots! <laughs> and pulls out this device so that actually you all are like, oh no, because mm. you've seen this before. And he throws it on the ground, and Ten. every single person needs to make a dexterity saving throw. If we've seen this before, can we try to cover our eyes? That's what you're doing with a dexterity saving throw. Okay. I got a total of 18. 16. 13. 14. You all fail. Wow. Yeah, the DC on this one's pretty high. I made it mean. So, as he throws this down, a bright flash, and for the interest here, uh, yeah, the drow also fails. Everyone in the room is just staggered and blinded and just, ah! And you can't see anything you know, for uh, at least around here. You, all of you have experienced something like this before. This blinding yeah. flash effect, this loud mm -hmm. noise. And you know that it's going to last for a couple of seconds at least as you're getting yourself reoriented. Um, and we're going to go through... Um, Ulseth, it is your turn right now. You don't know where anybody is. You're completely blind fighting right now. Just swing where you... And mm -hmm. you can do what you want with that. If he's there. I'm going to... Um, Kill Dromar. <laughs> I can't reach you. <laughs> I don't... Oh, I can't. <clears throat> um, I raise Katiralar. Mm -hmm. And with the broad side of the blade attempt to whack him upside the head exactly where he was before. Just where I did it okay. last time. Roll, uh, roll a d100. Even on roll says d100, he only rolls ones and twos. <laughs> Sometimes three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's, uh, that's pretty good. That's a, uh, 96. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing, <laughs> but it's better than three. <laughs> okay, go ahead Maybe. and make an attack. Yeah, do I have advantage anymore, or do I lose that because I'm blind? No, you do not have an advantage. Uh, didn't matter because we, it is you're, flanking. Wow. Yes, it's verified. Not 20? Not 20! Nice! <laughs> okay. Plus 6. You critically hit the air. All 26. Right. I Go blindly flail into the, into the air. Go ahead and roll for uh, damage. You got a critical hit. So, so that's uh, I double the die yep. plus the. Plus right. your strength. <gasps> Two. <laughs> well, there we go. And six, eight plus six. Hey, uh, you eight rolled plus four, twelve. You broke your own die. Twelve. Damage. Twelve damage total, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
does he feel like he's hitting anything? Yeah, you make a solid oh, connection. I did hit something. 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 You don't know what it is. You're completely blind right now. Uh, what else do you want offhand. to do here? Yeah, I do want to attack with my offhand since I know that there's a target there now. Yeah. So I know you, there's you know there's a target there. You still have no like visual. No, but I know there's a right target, now. so I aim at that same Western. target with a Lashalar. Even yes. though the fairy fire isn't giving him advantage, does he get an advantage because of flanking still? I think what's technically happening. Basically, all of the status modifiers are eliminated, and he's blind swinging at okay. what's around him. That is only an eleven. Okay. Uh, as you make a second attack at where you you kind of know you hit something uh, being disoriented you don't quite get it where it is and you pull up a little short you think and and miss it it's now uh, Soria's turn and you're, you too are just completely disoriented unless Ulseth you want to try to make a movement anywhere um, move towards where the door was. Although, if you if you think you're still hitting Coromont, you might not move. Don't hit me. If I move and Coromont, no. If I or move, Krom, yeah, not Coromont. Sorry. If I move and he's there, I could. If I leave his, it, attack is only if I leave. Try and you also can't to, see to where you're left. going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to my shift left. Shift about ten feet to your left. Um, I'm gonna go right. There. All right, make an athletics check. Athletics to get off you're the on box. A box. You're on a box, yeah, and you're blind and Seven, like disoriented completely. Seventeen. So you you kind of remember you're on a box, and instead of taking a step, you just leap forward to where you sort of remember, and you land on the floor, and you kind of steady yourself and just hold your arms. Yeah. Up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did hit something. I hope it is not one of you. <laughs> All right. Any, anything else? Are you, good on, <laughs> are you good on movement? Or do you want to do anything else? What else? Because you I... do have a little movement left. I just want to make sure you're done moving. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, okay. just sort of trying. And Soria, it's your turn. Um, well, I've used all my spells. And I don't particularly want to just blindly... Use a ranged attack into that group. I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> um, I don't think it's gonna do much to help, but I'll just, I know Nines was right in front of me, so I'll just reach out and cast <laughs> Guidance on Nines. Okay. So even, I, with, I, that, I, even you know, with that additional, okay. So I don't, we don't know if Krom is know. still there. I know I hit you something. You hit something, you definitely hit something. And hit something pretty hard. And you hit it pretty hard. I, yeah, I just cast Guidance on Nines. Okay. Hopefully that'll help with something. Nines, you have uh, have Guidance. Anything else you want to do right now? Um, no, I don't think I can do much else. Okay. Uh, from from the like white haze, you hear the sound of that male drow that was there. Just, ah, son of a bitch, this hurts. And a couple of like thudding footsteps around and then it, it's you hear him you think fall and he just sort of is on the ground right now you the think. drow yeah not that you can verify this at the moment but he's just sort of stumbling okay Dromar it's your turn what do you want to do uh I'm going to swing at where I think Coromanth is 
You mean Crom? Don't Krom. hit me. No, we really want to hit Crom. Koromonk will die. <laughs> yeah, Crom. Crom. Sorry. I don't know why I keep saying that. Do a baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't get advantage anymore, right? No, you don't get advantage anymore. So that's a 10. You swing wildly into the air and just feel nothing. Uh, I'm gonna do it again with my second attack. Alright. Go tetanus. Uh, that's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Tetanus flies out of my hand. Again, you're swinging around wildly. In, <laughs> um, in your haste, you kind of swing tetanus back and clip it on a box or something you're not sure what you hit and you feel it twang in your hand um and that's like, like you want to do anything else <laughs> Tetanus, how could you betray me like this uh i'm going to try to move forward into the space where just Tom like jump down yeah yeah, I'm gonna try to just jump down on. Okay, so you're trying to like jump forward, or are you trying to just like jump yeah. off the box? No, I'm trying like, to jump forward into that space. Okay. Um, roll a d100. Let's see how okay. how this comes out. Um, let's see. Is that the yeah? That's them. Um. 17. Okay. Um, all right. Go ahead and roll an acrobatics check to see how well you do this. 14. All right. Oof. You you jump out, and Ulseth, you feel the weight of a familiar goblin crash into you. And Dromar, I've got you now, Crom. <laughs> Dromar, you grab onto what is Ulseth. Not that you necessarily know that right now. You're it's just sort of like furball shape. You know, yeah, bear I mean, hugging this I'm large. I'm gonna reach furball. down and try to feel the shoes. <laughs> you're you're kind of up up on his shoulders a bit, like ah. So that's where you're at. Yeah. Ulseth, you have a goblin just sort of like you gotta check the shoes. I go Ulseth wears Air Jordan. So. Drummer! I've got you, Crom! You'll never get away! <laughs> Drummer! Drummer! Oh, I wish you had kept your loincloth. Oh, Drummer! <laughs> you are. Uh, I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing clothes, old Sam! My loincloth is my spare for when I'm washing my clothes! Okay. It is I! <laughs> is that all of your turn? Will Seth. <laughs> You're just trying to pretend that you're not Krom. <laughs> <laughs> and I start punching Krom in the face. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my turn. Okay. As unless, the, unless I can get off of The haze starts to leave all of you now. Um, and your vision is returning after a couple of seconds being blinded. And you can now see, although it's a little hazy, you're still kind of disoriented. But it's very clear that Krom is no longer in the room. So please remove Krom from the battlefield and place the drow just kind of laying over the top of those uh, boxes. And Krom is gone. The doors are both open. And after him. And this is the scene. You guys are not in initiative right now. That drow is completely done for the moment. Uh, I'm going to jump off of Volseth and run out the door. Yeah, we have to pursue. Oh, okay. and I'm gonna... Wait, tie these guys up. 
somebody I there. still have well, I'm not I'm not running away yet. Right mm -hmm. now I'm just running out the door. I'm gonna pull out my spyglass and look in all directions <laughs> and see. I take I the I take the remnants of my rope since I have some and uh tie up the uh the four so that they can't escape. Alright, that's gonna occupy you for a little while. It's I'm not gonna... an easy thing. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah that'll I mean, take you're, a while. you're trying it'll to like tie yeah. people up well, so they can't like leave. Well, we'll take our Dromar, chances. Then. You pop out the door and down the street. You don't even need your spyglass to see this. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, if I can see him, half a block down the street, there is Crom, sort of stumbling. He's bleeding from things and limping a little bit, but he's running away. Let's pursue this way, everyone. And I'll run after him. I'll follow because I'm right by the door. Yeah, I'm gonna chase as well. Okay. Uh, then chase give me a second scene, to chase scene, chase scene, chase scene, chase scene. Yay! Ooh, this is an exciting fight. Yeah, there's a lot and, going on. And Dromor hasn't died quite yet. Not yet. Am I still fairy fired? That lasts a while, doesn't it? It lasts a minute. Yeah, it hasn't been a minute yet. Mm -mm. Are you all pursuing? I I'm am. definitely yes. pursuing. Okay. Is Krom still fairy fired? Yeah, he would be. Mm hmm Yes. Yes, Krom is still fairy fired. And while uh, while Lexi is setting that up, I just want to let everybody know that uh, uh, Calling All Knights is inching even closer to their goal. They now have 208 backers. Okay. Wow. Ooh, nice. Wow, they so are get on it. <laughs> And all of them need to be watching this. All right. Yes. Just have two windows open. Just watch this and then go and give all your money to Calling All Nights. <laughs> so, um, here's the order. For anyone who hasn't seen this before, the chase mechanics are fairly simple. I have a set of things that I roll a D100 to determine what happens. And then uh, the players can move up and down this uh, seven step ladder where the thing they're chasing is always in the quarry spot. How far? Good things can happen and bad things can happen. If you fall off of the end, uh, you're out of the chase. You fall too far away to see where the chase leads. Uh, people have been placed in the spots that they are based on how close to the door they were when the chase started. So, uh, since you guys have sort of an element of surprise here in that crumb, thought y'all would be disabled for a little while longer than you were, and he's moving a little slow. I'm going to give you guys one round to take any actions before I start rolling. How far back am I from him? You and Nines, because you're both at the back of the warehouse, mm -hmm. are both in the very bottom tier of that ladder, and you are mm, probably about 75 mm. feet away. Okay. And that's that's where you are. Am I? You you're about 30 30 ish feet away where you are. Okay. And remember, you can all use your abilities at any time that you want. Just shout them out. But you only get to use each ability that your character has one time during the chase. Um. Dromar is going to as he as he begins the chase, he's going to pull out his hand crossbow and fire at Krom. Okay. Like in the oh, calf or something. Uh, or just shoot him. 
I guess yeah. like, yeah, would I, do I feel like I would get, so I have advantage because he's fairy fired. Do I feel like if I tried to hit him in like the thigh or something that that would make it less likely to hit him or he's a pretty big dude. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. You can try to hit that and we'll see how successful you are in making that specific thing happen. Okay. Uh, I'll make you roll, basically I'll have you roll your attack to determine if you hit, and then I'll have you roll a uh, d100 to see how accurate you were in that. Okay, so like, if I hit him, I hit him, and then the d100 will say where I hit him. Exactly, and uh, okay. to be clear up front, the higher the number, the closer that you are to hitting exactly where you want. Sounds good. So yeah, I'll try to hit him in the back of the leg then. Okay. To try to hobble him. Go ahead and attack. Let's see, so hand crossbow. Um, glad I have advantage. Uh, that's gonna be 24. That does hit, so roll a d100. Let's see how well you do aiming for that. That is 76. Okay, so you come pretty close to where you are aiming. And- Right in the butt cheek. And since this isn't traditional combat, I'm not going to have you roll for damage on this one. But I will okay. say that all of you get to move up one tier here. Nice. And it staggers him for a second. And Jeremiah, this lets you get quite a bit closer. Anyone else want to do anything before I start? Get back here, Crom. Um, I'm going to use my feline agility, which doubles my speed okay. for a turn. Just all right. to move up a space. Then you can move up one tier. And remember you, yeah. I guess I'm too far away to thorn whip, so I don't know. Can I take a dash action? I, we're already the, dashing. Uh, the basic assumption here is that everyone yeah. is moving at top right. speed. Then that's good. All right. No, First thing that happens. Nothing else to do. I guess I'm the only one with ranged weapons, aren't I? Well, I want to thorn whip him, but I'm too far back. As I mean, yeah. I can still insult him. Yes, you can. As Crom uh, is rounding the corner into the main thoroughfare. He catches eyes with some of Ludorf's folks, and Ludorf's folks are like, "Oh, I know that some bitch," and they go charging across the street at him. And he's still glowing bright green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he he's sticks out like a sore thumb right now. And you all get to move up one tier as they're nice. now trying to harass him. I am almost on him. Yeah, you're pretty close. I'm gonna get you, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Alright. Um, as you get uh, closer to him, Dromar and Ulseth, I need you to make a dexterity check. Sorry, Ooh. a dexterity saving throw. My bad, not a check a saving throw. Nine. Um, Eleven. Okay. Yeah, both of you... Never forget. Both of you come across a drain tile as you're running that's in the street. It's a little loose, and you both trip and fall back one tier. Of course. Um, I forget. Do we have, like, an order that we can do things in, or do we just we do just things when we shout it. Yeah, Just do things as okay. we go. This is fast-paced. This is quick. Um, uh, so when you think of something, just shout it out. I'm going to grab, uh, I'm going to take one of my daggers and I'm going to try to throw that into his leg as well. All right. Same process as before. Roll an attack. 
Um, uh, twenty. You hit. 24. If it's a twenty. Okay. Yeah, you hit. Yeah, twenty-four. And this will be well. I don't need roll damage, so just roll the d one hundred again. Yep. Uh, forty-one. Okay. Or no, forty-seven. Sorry. Your aim is a little bit off with your dagger throw as you're running through the streets, you're trying to catch your breath, and you lob it at him. You get kind of close to because you're trying to like hit him in the leg again, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. Basically, I was yeah. trying to hit him in the same spot as the as where the bolt is. Yeah. You don't get that close. It hits him, hits him in the side, and sticks in him. And you can see a little bit of blood coming down. And he's hobbled for a second. Y'all get to move up one tier, though. Nice. Okay. And as you do so, um, a cart that Krom has just run into, he bashes this latch and sends a whole bunch of barrels rolling towards the party. Every single person needs to make a saving throw. Oh, dexterity. Yeah, dexterity. Sorry. Yes, a dexterity saving throw. I'm sorry, you're far enough oh. back where you get to have advantage on this because you have a little more time to think through this and see. I'm rolling so low on Natural all my saving 20 throws. 20 plus one. Okay, nice. you make it, Dromar. 11. You fall back one. Uh, you can move Dromar back nines. 10. You move back one. 13. You move back one. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> I'm glad you caught up with us. So I or... I have multiple daggers. Can I do the dagger thing again or no? Because it's the same like type uh, of action. Yeah, we'll say that's the same action. So okay. we'll call that the same action. Am I within Thorn Whip range yet? Or am I off by one? You're, you're off. You've got to be okay. up to the three range. Uh, I want to use Vicious Mockery on him. That's a 60 foot range, if I remember yep. right. Yep. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Donkey Kong called. He wants his trick back. <laughs> Zoom like at the perfect Donkey Kong. Kong. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was just perfect. Uh, let's see. He makes that save, so um, he just sort of gives you the middle finger and uh, keeps uh, on running, not apparently I'm understanding gonna, the joke. I'm gonna take uh, some my one of my bags of caltrips. And I'm gonna scatter those. Uh, try to scatter those in front of him. So you try to try to throw the bag in front of him. Yeah, I'm gonna try to throw the caltrips in front of his feet so that it okay. uh, slows him down. All right, go ahead. And uh, since since this is a little bit of an improvised way to use the caltrips to throw them like out in front of you. Yeah. Well, let's let's do. Um, well, let's just roll a d20, and we'll. D20. Yeah, we'll just roll like an attack roll. No, do not add your, um, do the, sorry, <laughs> do not add your proficiency bonus, but you can go ahead okay. and add your dexterity bonus to this one. Since it's an attack and he's fairy fired, do I still get advantage? Uh, you're not really attacking him. You're though. not really attacking him. You're, you're trying to, basically yeah. what you're trying to do is place them in the right spot. Yeah. So go okay. ahead and use your dexterity, but no proficiency bonus for this. Okay. Ooh, nice. Uh, that'll be a 24. Okay. And... I'm rolling great on my attacks. I'm just rolling terrible on all my saving throws. And he rolled a nat 1 on his dexterity saving throw. So everyone gets to move up one. 
The nice. second I hit in this three spot, I'm unleashing my thorn whip that I've been waiting for. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And since it's a spell ranged attack, I get advantage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do. Both are eights, but that's a uh, 15 to hit. Okay. Uh, that hits. So as you latch onto his ankle and pull him back, you all move up one, putting Dromar right next to him, and he crashes into Krom and uh, like grapples around his ankles and brings him down. What and kind of shoes is he wearing? <laughs> and that ends. That Box ends the chase. Like always. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I had a plan. So you guys got him. I'm actually. Uh, um, I'm, I'm gonna, pretty surprised you got him. Coromont, are you tired? Is he knocked out? <laughs> um, no, he's not knocked out. And good, good job with the fairy fire, because he had an ability to, of course, turn invisible. He's a fur bog, which would have put yeah. you guys back two spaces. <laughs> nice job. Well, now uh, since we well did that, before we do anything else, I'm going to catch Tasha's hideous, hideous laughter, because I'm going to explain my Donkey Kong joke to him. <laughs> <laughs> while while Nines is doing that, I'm going to try to knock him out by hitting him in the face. Okay, so, you you see, so you're Donkey using Kong a spell a gorilla slot and to catch Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> yeah. Are you using a spell slot? Yeah, I'm using a spell slot. I'm going to try to not get the joke. I'm going to try to save him from this explanation by knocking him out. <laughs> All right. Um, then I'm, I'm determining whether or not I can have any consequences for using Dasha City as laughter. Well, they're getting, um, um, do you want to head back to the warehouse and secure it? He's not knocked out like, yet. Oh, <laughs> that's true. No, he's, he's, he's like, our job is done here. <laughs> I was thinking we should make sure the unconscious people don't wake What's up. What's the, we could. What's your saving throw for it, Wong? It's a 14 wisdom save. 14 wisdom save. He okay. He fails. So um, he's you get to explain. He, he is completely incapacitated during because he's already prone because he's fallen on the ground. So he's completely incapacitated. As you explain in detail the fourth wall breaking Donkey Kong joke that you made, that you like you you essentially have your very own uh, Deadpool moment. So go well, ahead go. if you want to do this fourth wall break. Well, Donkey Kong is a gorilla who lives in New York City, or at least Mario lives in New York City. <laughs> and he's a plumber or a carpenter in this. It's, un it's kind of unclear. Donkey Kong is a plumber or a carpenter? <laughs> no, no, no. The Mario is the carpenter or the plumber. You and... mean Jumpman. Why <laughs> the joke here? <laughs> so anyway, jump MR, whatever. Like he's trying to save this girl named Pauline, who's you don't need to ever remember her until like two years from now. Um, <laughs> and then Donkey Kong. He's at this carpenter jump man is starting to chase after him, starts throwing these barrels that are very conveniently placed on the skyscraper to stop him. So occasionally Mario Jumpman will grab these hammers and hit these barrels. But if he misses, it goes into this flaming barrel that's at the bottom. Okay. And then fire Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> So 
the sentient fire will now start to chase after Jumpman. I'm sure you could just jump over the barrels to get extra points, which is very important because then you could get a movie made about you if you have the highest score. And then it turns out you're an asshole and you've just been lying about it the whole time. But then people are like, wait, you're just lying about having a high score? Who lies about having a high score in Donkey Kong? I like how the Zoom so slowdown anyway, is making you sound progressively said... more drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not Zoom. That's just so anyway, David Wong has like an IV of schnapps. Donkey <laughs> <laughs> and he wants his jaws, his barrels back. <laughs> Very good. I hope you enjoy anyway, getting to do that. No. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and then I knock out Crom. <laughs> Alright, as you knock out Crom. he Krom, can illuminate on that while he sleeps. He, he's solidly unconscious for the moment. And with that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We've had a uh, couple, couple hours now of basically non-stop Action here, just execute. <laughs> That's what you come here for. Non-stop action. Non-stop action. So we're gonna take a little break, folks. We'll be back in like 15, 20 minutes. See you soon. Thanks. left off, the group had just managed to capture uh, Kronk. Uh, kind of unexpectedly. I was legitimately surprised that he did end up catching up to him. Well, we and... needed to explain Donkey Kong to him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then spent like a full minute and a half with a nice fourth wall break explaining Donkey Kong and Mario Jumpman uh, <laughs> to Krom so he would understand the joke that he didn't get. And that's where we left off in the middle of the street. He, got, he was you laughing Krom so unconscious. hard by mm -hmm. the end of that. Uh, Dromar, now that Krom is unconscious, Dromar is going to tie him up. And uh, once he is securely tied up, Dromar is going to say, Well, Seth, would you carry him back to the warehouse, please? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to change into Magdalene at once in a hidden area and go... You man, you worked for Ludolf. You work for Ludolf, right? As a... we, we had run past him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. All right. Did you question why Cormoth was following after him. They didn't really pay much attention to who was chasing after him, uh, and you don't know actually if they've ever even seen uh, Cormoth. You don't know. But now, dressed like Magdalene. You're getting real good at that quick change. Uh, I'm in the suit still. Oh, yours? Oh, okay. Well, then you're uh... business, Magdalene. <laughs> business, Magdalene. Oh, business, business, Maggie. Now I'm just business in the front, business in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. 
you you go up to them and tell them, I'm guessing. I'm here on behalf. I, I'm working here on behalf of Ludorf. We need your help. Okay. Uh, wait. What? Where? Uh, did you guys catch him? Yes. Okay. Sure. This is the head of the thieves guild. <laughs> where? Where? Well, they're taking care of Krom. I'm gonna gesture for them to follow us. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have these guys help us out with the warehouse. Yeah. Oh, Seth, can you carry him, please? Well, Jomar, I do not think I can carry him, but I can drag him. Do you think he will mind? I mean, he's knocked out. He'll be as fine as he's gonna be. Yes. He'll be your Pauline. <laughs> Why don't you? I will. Who's I will. Pauline again? Can you explain that to me, please? No, I Why don't not? have another spell slot. I will. Oh. Ulset will. Ulset will pull uh, the inert body of uh, of Krom along. You know, kind of. You know, half suspending him by the arms and then just pulling him with his legs dragging. Okay. I'm surprised that you can't carry him. He's also a furbog. Like, they're the yeah, same. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. humans can carry humans. It's literally Depending impossible. on the human. All right. Are you disappointed in me, Dromar? So I, you're, I, you're I am, Wilson, I'll be honest. You know, I thought you could have carried him. You're a big strapping well, probably, young lad. I probably could carry him, but I don't know. I would well, be very tired by the time I got to the warehouse. Yeah. I think I this like is just much better for me. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I only think a little warehouse. bit less of you. It's fine. Yes. Okay. So you lead. You Thank lead you for back. that. Yep. You're welcome. And they see the now incapacitated, well, tied up crumb. These are the men who capture, who broke into Ludorf's and stole his uh, fervent tech. Oh, we know that one. Yes, and they're and also I... the ones who were posing as the Thieves' Guild. Ulrich is the one who cares about the Thieves' Guild, not Ludor. Never mind! (laughs) (laughs) Everyone should know. Yes, everyone needs to know. (laughs) Earlier, I complimented you all for recalling a very minor detail about Koromont's attire from seven months ago, and now you're like... These are the ones for the Thieves Guild! Wrong person! Look, you know, Dromar doesn't care. He just wants it very well known that (laughs) there is no Thieves Guild, these people were posing as the Thieves Guild, and then he's gonna collect the bounty on it. Uh, Now then, why don't, since I'm clearly in charge of this mercenary group (laughs) with an air of authority, um... Roll a deception check. <laughs> Dromar, why don't you check Krom for any evidence of where, what he, what they were up to, and loose change. I will search all of them, in fact. L- Ludorf's men? What can I call you? What are your names? Mm. We're not important really enough to have names. Don't, uh, we don't share names with people we don't know. I work for Ludorf. He's contracted me for the retrieval of his fervent tech, some of which you should find within the crates of this warehouse. That sounds lovely. I don't care. We will take him back. No, let him know that his capture was completed by Magdalene. Now I can do that. I do not know if we should let them take him. Why yeah, not? we. M- 
They might, might want to take all this stuff ourselves. They they might take the bounty. Then I'll kill them. <laughs> um, <laughs> With not lethal damage. <laughs> we work for Ludov. This is a different one than the one you're talking to. We don't get bounties. Is that you? We just want to make sure we get the if, bounty. If we bring him back, nothing happens. We can tell him Magdalene is responsible. And we will search this warehouse and bring him his tech. Oh, well, that will be very pleasant for him later. Although we should probably search for our own needs question all all of them, or at least Krom. Maybe we should have them bring back the tech and then we'll bring these people. That works. And I would feel that. better with okay, that. So what do you want them to do? You want them to bring back the, the stolen tech for Lu- that they stole from Ludorf. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and you we'll want to bring back Krom. And we'll question and the And the people. others. Okay, so what's the next thing that you're going to do? Because okay. uh, are you they basically need to search wait, the barrels and boxes? Rom? Are you going back to the warehouse? Like, where's the next place? Oh, no, we're going oh, to yeah, the warehouse. So yeah, I assumed we were back at the warehouse. I thought we were at the you, warehouse. Uh, you're still just, just standing in the street right oh, now. Oh, well, let's just go back. Just assume we're going well, back to the city. We are on our way here. back to the Why warehouse. Why don't we do this to simplify things? Go tell Ludorf that the situation is handled and we'll be bringing him his bounty shortly. Okay. And now we'll just handle it all. Yeah, I don't have to deal with it. Um, so yeah, so we go back to the warehouse. To the warehouse. Ulseth dragging Krom very so, unceremoniously. I think order of events. Check the unconscious people for like letters or money, money, anything like that. Take their weapons. Healing potions. <laughs> um, two, we'll check the warehouse while they're unconscious. Well, tie them up, but check the warehouse for. Ventec, including the two stolen pieces from the farming families. Mm-hmm. Three, wake them up and question them based on what Execute. we find in the other two. Yes. Good plan. Okay. Sounds in good. fact, that's the best plan we've had since and we started. Since I assume Dromar will be doing the investigating, I will be continuously pumping guidance into you for this Thank foreseeable you, future. So you're just walking around with your like hand. I just have my hand on your around your shoulder. There, there, just patting me okay. You're doing you're such a good, a good job. job. As you're you're doing get back such to a the good warehouse, job. uh, you find the doors still open, and upon entering, everything's gone. You see, you know, some, you see all the crates and things you were expecting. There are no people, however. Ugh. They woke up and ran out. Okay. Well, we still have Crom. Yeah. Let's chase all after the, all the other people. Chasing. Five chasings. <laughs> okay, you automatically lose. Oh. Have no idea where they went. Well, let's close the doors and get to work. We can't. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I will. Uh, I will search through Crom's person, his pockets, and his okay. Everywhere. Crom's awake all now. His cavities. You find a you find a furball who puts on a brave face but is insecure on the inside. <laughs> you you search through his pockets. He's awake at this point, and I knock him out again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going for full brain damage. <laughs> Blaine Lamblidge. You. This is what football players feel like. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Um. All right then. <laughs> Do you actually want to like knock him no, out again? No, no, I'm not. Okay. Actually gonna knock him out he's again. not trying to resist. He's 
You guys messed him up pretty darn well. We'll just bind his hands and so anyway. But he's tied up. I, yeah, you I'd rifle through his pockets and things. He has a little bit of money on him. Do you want to write all the stuff we find down, Soria? Yeah, I got it. We have it. Yeah. Thank you. He has. Uh, he's got six gold on him, which is you know pretty good walking around money, but yeah, it's not a ton. Anything else on him? Nothing of real interest. I'll take his brass knuckles or whatever they were and hand those to Wolseth. All right. Um, Thank you. I want you to make a perception check. With guidance, because I've been... Yeah. Yeah, make a perception check. I want to see if you get this, because you're... You do have them in hand, but the check is above your perception. Passive. Um, 22 altogether. You notice on the inside of the ring, the little compartment. Oh, I will check it for traps. <laughs> Make an investigation check. With guidance. Um, 23. There are no traps that you can see. I will open it. It's it's not a compartment that you're familiar with, but after fiddling around with it for a moment or two, you realize that there's uh, a little bit of a pressure switch in there that you have to like push in and then like kind of pull down on the panel. It's a little weird to get it to unlock. And when you do, Inside, there is a key. Hmm. There's a key in here. And on the key, it's incredibly worn. There's scratch and scuff marks all over it. There's a ton of corrosion on the back end of the key, on sort of the handle part of it. And it looks like just the faintest little bit of a crest, a family crest remains visible. It's, you can hardly make anything out of it. It's so covered in corrosion. Just a little fragment of it remains. Do I recognize the crest at all? No, you you don't recognize this crest. And Jeremiah's not really familiar with any family crests from this region. Yeah, unless it was the one that we've no, seen the, now. No, it is not the Tibok family crest. <laughs> okay. Crom! Who, what? Whose crest is on this key, and what is this key for? Fuck you. Krom, I was hired by Ludorf to capture you. Now, he only required your head. But if you'd like to go to him intact, I suggest op working with us. Doesn't matter. He's gonna kill me. Who's gonna kill you? Ludorf. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely's gonna kill you. Is there, is there any way that we could protect his life from Ludorf and still get the bounty? No, I don't think we so. We also need to turn him into the other dude, too, right? Not oh, really, no. All, all, all Rick needed was his fervent tech back and proof of the Thieves' Guild destruction. 
Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. And we we have their sign. So it doesn't. Yeah, we have we have the sign of the thieves guild. And you know, I thought he wanted the head too. No, I, I could be misremembering. Yeah, just Lu, Lu, uh, Ulrich isn't familiar with Lu, with Crom uh, here. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. I thought he just wanted the head of the thieves guild. Oh, but okay. Um. Well. Do any of you have any magical way to compel him? Not anymore. Not today. Fair enough. <laughs> well, we could rest and keep an eye on him overnight and then compel him in the morning. Well, we also have, if this is a, you said there's a crest on the key? Yeah, I'll show it to you. Um, We can take it to, let me go in my notes. Hartfeld at the finest prince who deals in heraldry. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we could do that. I had yeah. to go way back of my notes for that one. <laughs> so there is a thought that we search for all of the fervent tech. In here. In here. I see there is a cart that will be handy. That we return the fervent tech to Ulrich if we find his items. And that we Hold on to Krom until after we have identified the crest. There is no hurry turning him in. We have him well yeah, in control. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, once we sleep and people get their uh, spells back, then... And their mange taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is important, right. or we will turn into rats. We rats. Ah. Yeah. We don't um, want to be rats. Do you have any desire to tell us where things are located within this warehouse? Why? To speed things along. You know what? Go fuck yourself. I figured. I'll Drum do on. that later, don't he worry. Crom <laughs> <laughs> has a very limited vocabulary. Yeah. Once on. we're back at the inn, right before bedtime, you know, I like to relax. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't need to know, Jeremiah. Does, but... the house, does, a, does the company house have a little, like, cell for holding prisoners or anything? Not that you've know. ever seen. Well, we can yeah. find out, I guess. Jeremiah, why um, don't we search this room and sp- looking specifically for Fervintech, but also the orb that belonged to the Tibolks, and there's mm-hmm. like a rod that belonged to the Ulrich, Ulrich's yep. family. Mm-hmm. And any anything non-Fervent of value, of value as well, we should look for that. Yeah, well, of mm-hmm. course. So, yeah. guidance, so. and I will assist you in your investigation. Thank you, Soria. Uh, I'll hold stand guard over Crom. How many checks would you like me to roll? What exactly are you trying to find right now? So, yeah, all the things that Soria just mentioned. The specifically (laughs) the um, Orban rod. Yeah, the Orban rod. The two specific pieces of fervent tech that we're looking for. Um, But more generally, all the stolen fervent tech. And then if there's anything else of value that we find, like money or gold trinkets or anything like that. Here's a perhaps expedient question. Is there any part of this place that you're not going to search or are you going to take the necessary time to search through all of the... I'm going to search everything. Yeah. Okay. We'll use crowbars, pry up the floors, (laughs) break through the plaster, everything. I mean, then in that case... 
tear not, this place apart. <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll investigation checks because you're making a thorough investigation and taking time to mm-hmm. do so. So I don't see any particular need to. Yeah. Would you like nines, dice. nines to help look too while I guard Grom? Yeah, we might as well. You know, and you, or, my, or we can start prepping the cart. I mean, Crom yeah. is sitting over there, like, bleeding out of all sorts of cuts and stab wounds and stuff like that. Doesn't look like he's going anywhere. He's got a bolt and a dagger in his back and thigh. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's got calcium in his feet. But we're going to... I put Crom... Bite him and give him mange. I put Crom as far away. <laughs> I'll bite him. <laughs> you know, I put Crom in a place which is far as far from any door that I can, and yet is in view from wherever I am in the room. And tie him to a heavy box. Okay. And I tie him to uh, or something. a post if there is one. Yes. Or just the cart. Yeah, I tie yeah. him to the cart. Yeah. All okay. Right. So we all start looking. Thoroughly, everywhere. So, execute. After tearing through the boxes, this takes you a couple of hours to go through all the boxes, pop them open, see what's inside. Pretty much every crate in here is filled with little scraps of fervin tech. And you kind of get the idea of what um, your friend at the fervin tech museum had been talking about. And she said, most of it's just useless. And I didn't really concern myself with its disappearance. Because it's like fragments of metal. Like just little Voltrons. Like little pieces of of larger devices. Some of this stuff looks like it might be like just spare armor scraps. And the only thing that gives you any hint that it's fervent tech is sort of the there's a signature kind of uh, s- script that's always etched into the side of fervent tech stuff. Every few inches, you find this uh, really odd-looking flowing script across it. You you all have seen it uh, many many times at this point in looking through the pieces of fervent tech that you have seen. It's even on the the lanterns back in Whitfeld. And that's the only thing that really gives it away. But it also um, is warm to the touch. Not hot, just warm. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, pouring a fresh cup of coffee and feeling it radiate through the mug. Like our fancy Dyson Dungeon mugs. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Beautiful Dyson Dungeons <laughs> mugs, which may eventually be available for sale. No. Mm. Everything tastes more delicious out of them. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> so, so you Olseth, search through this and you find Olseth, those items. While that's happening, it was Todriana, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Todriana may be interested in some of these things being restored and perhaps display the rest. I will take the scraps that we find and place them in one spot uh intact crates in these corners in this corner <laughs> so that she may come at some point and and Retrieve look it. through them we could bring them to her um if we have time uh and they fit in the cart yes we can do that yeah but we there's should... a lot here yeah and we should take the more valuable things first okay yeah 
So I, I put them into uh, crates in a corner just so that they're all in one place and safe. I mean, every single crate and barrel and chest in here, they're they're all filled with pieces of Ferventech, sort of padded with straw mm-hmm. and hay to disguise them and make them seem like, oh, it's just the usual stuff being shipped out of Nordfeld, which does a whole lot of both of those things out of here and ships them off to places. And it's just, they're basically constantly trying to conceal what's inside and also protect it. Hoping that no one investigates too much. After they're searched and there's nothing that we're looking for, I'll just pile them up. Okay. In the back room, there are some locked chests that, let's see if Dromar can open those up. Guidance. There are four in total. So four in total. Roll them, Lock and picking. I'll tell you how many you can easily open. Oh, do you want that twenty? Oh, okay. Well done. Did you say sorry? You I was gonna say you just have guidance on all of these. You should. You should just let me do it <laughs> with the thieves' tools that I am pickpocketing from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna smack your hand away. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, not now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, nat 20 on the first one. Okay. Uh, the second one is gonna be... Uh, 18. Okay. I'll tell you whether you succeed on them once, uh, once you're done. So just go ahead and roll the others. Thirteen. Okay. Man, these are low rolls. And... Uh, 18. Okay, you succeed on chests one, two, and four. Three was a little too tricky for you. Inside these chests, unlike the other stuff, which is all just various scraps or little fragments, one had like a full... Um, lantern, as you'd seen in the street lanterns, and we felt had like a full piece, but it was like missing all of its other sort of mechanical components that you had seen whirring and buzzing. It was just like the glass enclosure for that lantern. Um, so there wasn't too much interesting out in the other room. In this room, however, you're finding like whole pieces that are similar to what had been described to you by the various families that you've spoken to about their missing Ferventech. And just like they had described to you, when you see these, they're sort of orbs. Two of them are orbs in their shape, and one is um, basically kind of like a long rectangular box. You open up these side panels, as you had been instructed and kind of shown, takes you a moment to figure out the rectangular box because it's different than the others and you see in them that they all have some sort of little crest that has Mm. been emblazoned on it it seems to be a rather common habit to put it on the inside we should take all the ones with crests and try to ransom them back to the families. <laughs> well, wait. How, so you so mean receive rewards? So, well, yes, exactly. What were all the pieces that we found? There was a lantern piece. You said two orbs. 
Uh, the two orbs are in these back ones. Okay. The lantern piece is the most elaborate of what you found in the front chests, which are mostly just scraps of things, um, pretty unusable and unidentifiable elements of fervent tech. So how many full pieces were there? Uh, there are three, and maybe a fourth inside a box that Dromar could not open. And they're all orbs. Cool, Seth. No, two of them are orbs, and one is a long rectangular box. Oh, the box yep. itself is Vervin. Yes. Okay. Well, Seth, would you be able to uh, pry this one open, maybe, with your crowbar? I certainly can try. crowbar? Yes. It is it's slightly rusty, but fully intact. Inside of the box? was a piece of Fervantech, and that element of Fervantech is a long, like, rectangular bit. Yeah, I will assist you, Wolseth, with my crowbar. So, you know, that might give you some sort of advantage or something. And I'll give you guidance. Okay, I, I will use my... Just make a strength check here. Does he get advantage because Dromar's assisting him? Um, it depends on how you're crowbar. assisting. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking another crowbar sure. and trying to... Sure, he, he can have advantage then. And uh, 16. The chest is fairly sturdy, but you manage to kind of break open a piece of it. The lock doesn't give, impressively so. But the, the wood around it starts to shatter, and you kind of pry up this corner and bend it out of shape and, like, start splintering the wood. So you can't, like, reach in and pull anything out. It's not a big enough opening. But, you know, you could kind of angle it towards the light and see what's inside. Jomar, can you see what is inside? Uh, I will can I hold have my it. lantern back, Wilson? Yes, and I will hold it for you at an angle so that you can see. Thank you. I'll take my lantern back and okay. shine it inside. It's and the ark. Yeah. <laughs> this is the ark. <laughs> And then my face melts. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Inside of this one, you see um, so, something sort of similar to the other boxes. This one is two halves of an orb. It's larger than the others. And it seems to have been opened up and uh, put into two pieces. There's a whole bunch of little cogs and other elements that are worrying in there. And then, in the center of it, there is a um, very dark and fairly large um, black kind of cube. Hmm. That this looks like it might piece. it might be a smaller box, well, but it's Seth, definitely some sort of metal. Can you put it down? I'm going to try taking the hinges off. I can do It'll that. It'll take a little bit longer, but. Uh... You know, if I can just un unscrew the hinges, I should be able to open it from the back. Certainly. I will thank turn you. it for you so that you can reach them. Oh, thank you, Olsa. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll try doing that. Okay. Do you have a screwdriver? I assume there's something I can use in my thieves' tools. Um, to the... Um... I mean, these tools, like, don't necessarily... They just say, like, things that are useful to thieving. Yeah, like a screwdriver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, or, like, I mean, I assume something in there, even if it's oh. not an actual literal screwdriver, it's, like, a piece of metal that has, like, a, a you know, flat end on one side that I could use. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Why Thank don't you... you 
Why don't you make a, a strength check to oh see if you can apply enough force? I mean, these are fairly sturdily attached. See if you can apply enough force to remove the hinges here with guidance. Before I do that, I'm gonna put a little bit of I've got I've got uh, some oil. I'm gonna put a little bit of oil on each one to try to make them a little bit easier to. Okay, so do you spread. then like wait a few minutes for that to soak in? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll wait. I'm not in any hurry. I'm trying to okay. do this as as thievily yeah, we as best as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll put some oil on and wait for that to soak in a little bit. Okay. You do okay. that. Right. Should I give any modifier to my roll, or just mm. a strength check plus guidance? Yeah, uh, I'll say that if it does anything, that oil is going to affect the DC, uh, not sense. give you advantage. Makes sense. Okay, let's see. That is uh, fourteen minus one, so thirteen. <laughs> you, you. You just can't quite get it to start moving. You can get enough leverage on there where it, this improvised screwdriver kind of hooks, but you can't get enough to really move it. You just hey, find the tool like slip. I will. I will attempt Hi, with Harry. my crowbar. Yes. No, no, no! Don't, don't oh, no, use no. the crowbar. <laughs> oh, what is Try? it? You here, let me show you. This is what you should do. Take this, the flat end, uh, mm -hmm. put it in this slot here, and just turn to the left. All right. We saw where the that. thing was located I will within do that. the box, right? Through yeah. that crack? Yeah. Are there, like, is there space on either side? Uh, either side of what? I, on the box, like, is it located, like, in the center, and there's, yeah. like, open areas on the sides? I mean, it's, it's all surrounded by little bits and pieces of... It's sort of disassembled the uh, fervent tech. Okay, but it's like, uh, is it? Is there anywhere that it's like far away from within the box? Okay, just describe to me what. what I want to hack it open with my hand axe. <laughs> oh, I probably wouldn't. I. Is it? Okay, if you if you were to look in there and try to judge, if I swung an axe at this thing, would I mess things up on the inside? Yeah. The conclusion that you would come to is yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why Drummer was trying to open it from the outside instead of having Olseth continue to. I will. I will. It. Yes. I will try the lefty Lucy. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. And make a make a strength check. With guidance. Yeah. Uh, fourteen. That's hardly better than mine. <laughs> hardly better. <laughs> um, as you twist, you you two are finding that you just can't get the right angle on this improvised screwdriver for these screws. They're really well set, um, and it just keeps mm -hmm. slipping out. So I'm examining the chest. I had opened up a chunk of it, like in the front. Like yeah, so some a of the boards picture out. chest, mm -hmm. right? And what you have done, if this is the front of the chest, mm -hmm. right where my hand is, like over in this corner, you got your uh, crowbar in there, we're pulling up on it, and you sort of managed to crush the wood together and like splinter it and bend the frame a little bit. So now there's a little hole that you can see into the chest with, mm -hmm. and this is all messed up over in this corner. And the, the lock mechanism and that latch is still holding tight. 
I have a question. Okay. Yeah. But oh, go ahead. Would so Ferventech is all metal, right? The stuff that you have seen, yes, it's all you know various types of similar metals. Do I think what I'm seeing inside this box would be affected by fire? You don't you don't have enough knowledge of Ferventech and its makeup and things to know what would happen if <laughs> it were caught in a fire. So the best conclusion that you not knowing Ferventech can come to is that you know, usually fire destroys things and some things can make it through. But maybe I shouldn't light it on fire if I'm trying to burn this thing out. Okay, Since enough. we're running low on options, why don't you let me try to pick the lot? Okay, Soria. Well, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna wait and do this later, but here's the other set of thieves tools Aww. that you wanted. Thank you. And I will uh I I I planned I hadn't told you this yet, but uh, I, I'm going to train you on how to use these. So I guess this will be your first lesson. Yeah. While they're doing that, can I harass Krom to see if he knows where the key is? <laughs> sure, you can. We have a, we have a Funny. key. <laughs> we have a key, but not the key, unless Drovar just didn't try that It is that sort of key. funny that you guys have a key and didn't try it in any of these things. Like, it would be really stupid if Drovar found this really fancy key and then just didn't try to open the chest with it. And then we spent like two hours trying to open it when we have a key. Are you saying that, Drovar? I'm just saying it very loudly in front of Krom. Drummer will try the key. <laughs> Does it fit? No, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> but I do appreciate that first, though. I do appreciate that. Like, your first conclusion wasn't, you know, I have this key, I'm just going to give it a shot. No, nah, that didn't work. <laughs> it's, it was corroded, no, we didn't want to break it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, a drummer knew it wasn't going to work. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, so sorry, I... These are the tools you're going to want to use for this type of lock. Uh-huh. And you're going to put them in and hold this one steady and then kind of turn the other one. And uh, it's going to hopefully work kind of like a key and pop open. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. With guidance. Yeah. And now you have the other set of these tools. Yes, I added them. Thank you. You're Do welcome. I get an advantage because I'm being assisted? Um... I'll say you have advantage, but this being your first time I know using I have these, no proficiency. You have no proficiency. Um, you do get your dexterity. And you get bonus. your dex. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to say that you don't even get your dexterity it's, bonus because you're not, one. you're not trained in these at all. It's a so plus you're, one. You're just giving this a shot, but you do have advantage because Dromar is helping you out and kind of trying to teach you. No, 13. 13. 13? Yep. Okay. We are rolling so good. This, <laughs> we we just kicked butt, uh, you know, defeated this All whole right. gang of people. Put the box on the cart. <laughs> <line. laughs> let me try one more time with the crowbar. All right, I'll let you try the other side with the crowbar. Is there, no, I'm looking at the back. Mm-hmm. The one with the hinges, is there any gap between the lid and the chest? Now, these are pretty well-made okay. chests. The only gap yes. right now is the gap that you made. I'm going to Maybe put the you crowbar. can use the crowbar to try to knock the hinges off. 
or yeah. pry them off. I will try to pry off the hinge, one of the hinges. <laughs> this box is taking more time than the combat. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is almost as good as the bars. You, usually you guys do this stuff on things that are impossible, but uh -huh. this time it's very possible and you all suck yeah. at rolling. <laughs> We're all first half of episode is very riveting and exciting. <laughs> Second half of episode, how long will we spend on this box? <laughs> We're all just standing around hitting a box. <laughs> Basically what I'm seeing right now is the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey, or the beginning where they're just like hitting the, the big obelisk. That time I got an 18. Okay. Finally, progress. <laughs> what, did, what did I do? You managed to rip one hinge off and then uh, kind of figuring out what strength it took. I'm going to DM Fiat <laughs> that you went to the other one and went. No, no, I would like to keep trying. Yeah, over and no, over no, no. Least, also, <laughs> for some reason, this box has 14 hinges on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loosened it for you. Yes, you did. Thank you. And after breaking off the hinges, you still have the lock in the front, but you're able to kind of twist and manipulate things. And you've just mangled this shit out of it. It's just, it's completely unusable. The locking and latch mechanisms are all broken. This is just- He's got nines, you can wear it as shoes. This, this, this is something you broke. Just a set of splinters at this point. Uh -huh. Technically, Will Seth broke it. The inside, what you see is what you saw in the first little hole that you made. There's um, two halves of an orb. You kind of figure goes together. The sigil on it is, again, not of the Tibok family that you had been trying to find. Were any of the sigils? No. No. The, where? the sigils that were there uh, were not the Zweigeld family or the Tibok family. Man, we suck at finding stuff we're looking for. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and it does have a crest that you can see clearly on the little orb interior. And this black box, you're looking at it, you can see that it's, it is made of a metal, but it's kind of rough, uh, rough cut. It's not smoothed or finished. Um, it looks, uh, you know, almost like it was just like really high quality ore that had been chipped out into this shape. It's, it's something like you've never really seen before, and it clearly has the, just a little clasp on each of its sides that just goes down over a knob to hold it in place. It's not locked. You can freely open this thing up if you wanted to. Uh, and it's very dark, um, black kind of material. I, I checked to feel if it's hot, because some of these things... Everything to do with Ferventech is warm to the touch. Is this any warmer than anything else? Yes. Not by a lot, but it is a little bit warmer. Hmm. I ah. do not know if we should open this. Oh. Is I there... think we should. Yeah, is this everything in the warehouse then? Yeah, out in the front larger area, you found a whole bunch of scraps of Ferventech, and this completes it. If you wanted to take time and by pulling up a few floorboards? Yes. Okay. But first, I think we should open this. 
I will open it. Well, well, he's opening it. I'm gonna stomp around and listen for any hollow sounding floor. Okay. Well, you draw more first. Yep. How, like, do you want to just take like the whole thing off? You want to like peek in there? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, I'll just take the thing off. Okay. You unclasp the top lid and pull it open, and inside there's this eerie blue sort of fractured crystal in there that looks a lot like that giant crystal you saw. Oh dear, this is not good. <laughs> and, My face melts again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just kind of looking at it. It's just like a miniature version of what you had seen of that massive crystal in Whitfeld. Or I will gingerly close it back up and put it back and uh, and say, well, we should be very careful with this. <laughs> this is a smaller version of that big crystal that we found that uh, uh, Commander Soloth was very worried about. So it's probably super dangerous from what he said, and we should probably bring this stuff to him and let him know about it. What if this is Ludor's stuff and we can get a thousand gold? <laughs> um... Well, that's a good question. Why don't we... We could, we could have Zolas check it out first and then take it to Ludorf. Well, unless he unless he takes it from us. Yeah, he could then definitely can. do that. Yeah, uh, maybe we should find out what Ludorf stuff yeah, well, looks like. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll ask him, like, what was stolen from you? Because we found a lot of stuff. Yeah, we don't know what's his. So we need just to figure it out. Tell me what you're missing. And we'll make sure you get it. Yeah. If Unless we have it. Yeah, if we if we got it, you know, we didn't find the things we were actually looking for. So, you know, it's probably not even here. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're just taking all of it back to Ludorf? We'll take the cart to Ludorf with Krom and yeah. I'll and we'll go. We'll have. I'll, I'll I'll just ask him before we like show him anything. Yeah. Yes. But first, we're gonna check under the floorboards, like you suggested, Soria. Yeah. But well, Seth, can you very gently place this somewhere safe? <clears throat> yes, I will take that, and I will put it inside of one of the other crates and nestle it in the straw and things and close it up. Thank you. Treat it like a baby. I'll hand it to him. Just like except, Zoria's egg. Yes, except maybe don't heat it up. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're done uh, searching the warehouse and uh, no one told me to do anything, I'm just going to sit next to Krom and start playing my ocarina very obnoxious and loudly. I'm not going to ask him for anything. He's, he just looks like... Yeah. He, he looks like someone who is ready to go die at this point. <laughs> I was like, well, you have to give me a reason to stop. I mean, I need to practice this thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit, I'm holding it upside down. <laughs> Can you Checks out. <laughs> so what do we find under the floorboards? <laughs> yeah, actually, you find that the floorboards are about six inches higher than uh, an original floor. And they're sitting on kind of this floating surface. Hmm. And underneath, there's 
a whole bunch of grates that seem to uh, they're like they would drop basically there's like little channels this in the floor that are covered in a grate and yeah. they lead towards a central drain as you kind of pull up a few of these things and I'll pull one up Surya, and I'll say they're great <laughs> as Surya correctly remembered this is a converted slaughterhouse so these were all uh, like drains for slaughtering so it would channel the blood from slaughtering animals down into the central area. Is there anything hidden under the floorboards other than the grate? Not that you can see. It looks like they just covered the floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Crom, where, where is the other stuff you stole? What do you mean the other stuff? The well, things you stole from Tip Oak. Yeah. God, you guys are dense. Did you send it to Coramon already? <gasps> yeah, of course. I mean, what, you think we're just going to sit on this stuff? No, we move it out of town. Besides, mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys can't do anything to stop it now. Stop what? Coramon <gasps> is uh, taking them back to his benefactors. Where, Where is, is that exactly? You never told me. Where's Cormonth? Uh, he's in a safe place. Which is where? <laughs> <laughs> we are great at this. Like, I know yeah. that my life is going to end when uh, you take me to Ludorf. I don't have any particular reason to divulge any more secrets. What if we could uh, make it so that didn't happen? Yeah, you guys want to double cross Ludorf? Uh, yeah, what if we did? You know I can change my shape. I, we can we can hide from Ludor. <laughs> yeah, bunch of newcomers into this city. First thing they do, piss off underworld bosses. Nice. Look, we're level one. We're practically invincible. <laughs> yeah, we know we know where the thieves guild is. <laughs> we destroyed it. <laughs> I'm trying to make it better. Wait, I'm not gonna. Oh, we weren't supposed to do that. I'm not going to double-cross Cormont. He made sure that my family was taken care of. He bought my silence. So... Oh, where's your family, then? <laughs> he just gives you this look that's like, really? Really? Do I... Mines is looking for one. <laughs> do I feel like he's not going to tell us anything? Even if pressed. I mean, you're sort of getting that vibe that this is a guy that that got compensated well enough where he's pretty loyal. I'm gonna bite him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. He'll get rat poison. He just kind of looks at you like, become one with me, rat brother. <laughs> You guys are weird. All right. Okay. We have. So we we, we can take the key to Hartfeld. We have much to. We have a lot to learn here. We have to find out if this key does anything. Uh huh. We have to find out if any of our stuff belongs, belongs to Ludorf. And you'll be yeah. asking Ludorf yes. what he was missing. You don't need to tell him that we've searched anything yet or anything, but that, uh, you know, we need to identify it if we see it. Uh-huh. Um, we don't have Tilbulk's stuff. 
Did we did we get anybody's? Didn't get Alrex either. Oh, we were gonna no, we sleep and then come try to compel Crom. Yes. Oh, and also we, cure your disease. And do, also and cure, do, cure our diseases. Which is which may turn us into rats at any moment. Ah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> this is annoying. Let's get the let's cure their disease first. Yeah. So I'm let's... tired of all the rats following me. Alright. <laughs> Why don't we go back to the let's go back to the company house. Mm-hmm. Store these devices. Just taking the valuable things. And and guard Crom. Get guard Crom secured somewhere. Mm-hmm. Heal you guys. Yep. Cure you guys of your diseases. Let Todriana know that there's a whole lot of stuff she can look for. We have a lot of things to do, yes. But we should cure your diseases first. Because that will be important, I think. And then, then we will go to Ludorf <laughs> and determine what he is missing. Yeah. Tomorrow, we can After just send we a... try to magically compel Crown, right? Yeah, we can. We can just have um, uh, Soloth let Tadrana know about the warehouse. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So let's go back to the company house then. Execute. Execute. Okay. And I'll chop his head off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. So you just execute. make it so. <laughs> All right. So you are taking. We're taking Crom. Crom back to the company house. We're taking the, the cart with the good stuff, the orbs, the and lantern, the and lantern, the and this okay. other box. Sure. I think those are the only things of value we found. Three orbs, a box, and a lantern piece. Yeah. Yep. We're and then we'll those back to the company house. We can take this key if we don't get anything out of Crom. We can take this key to the sigil heraldry guy mm-hmm. to see if he can identify it. After we, we should are, probably we... take these, maybe these other pieces too, since they've all got crests. I think all the pieces with crests we're taking. Oh, you mean to him? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. identification. If they're not, let's write it down and show them. After we're not, we're rats. Yeah, I'll just copy all the crests <laughs> down in my book. Okay. I mean, you, you can just seventeen psychic damage. <laughs> you can press a piece of paper like up against the side and just yeah, rubbing. Diddle, uh, rubbing. Like you can do that. Yeah, uh, just so we have them recorded. Okay, good. That's Makes better sense. than hauling this stuff around. Yeah. Okay, company Execute. house. All right. Back at the company house, the steward greets you all. Hello, oh, steward. Um, good evening. <laughs> am, am I doing this right? That you s- see another steward behind this one. <laughs> nah. Yes. Yes, you are doing this mostly right. <laughs> This is a steward in training. Oh, okay. Uh, welcome. Yes, hello. Are you new? You yes. should know that we're very important. This is new steward look. We are VIPs. <laughs> we need to <laughs> We have a few things that we need to request. Oh. Uh, yes, yes, of course. One, we have a prisoner that we need to be that needs to be held. The at the mention of this, the more seasoned steward behind this uh, steward in training he raises an eyebrow. <laughs> a prisoner. Yes, for the mission that we're working on for Commander Solon. But we're not done yet. Are they a criminal? Yes. Then I shall. Contact the local police. Not yet. No, not yet. 
We need to interrogate them. Where, they can be pretty well a... interrogated at a police cell. No, 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 no. You don't understand our methods. <laughs> uh, why don't we just uh, take him to... Why don't we all stay in one of our rooms tonight? And we'll keep him in there with us and we'll take turns keeping watch. If that is what you wish. Yeah, forget we ever said anything about a criminal. Yep. No criminal. No, no, no prisoner. criminal. He's just an old friend that we happen to tie up and bring with us. <laughs> As he's noticing like the the bolt and the the knife and <laughs> like the bleeding wounds and the like haggard look. It's like Well, don't well. Shame, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Number two on our list is Commander Solothan. Um, um, yes, yes. Excellent. And number three, I require. You should also know we're his favorites. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really not. <laughs> and number three, do you have healing herbs of any sort here? Um. We have uh, some of still looking, constantly looking back at the other more seasoned steward for advice and just confirmation that he's doing this right. And the seasoned steward just is slowly nodding, agreeing well, with Seth him. Seth and I are becoming werecats. They have we're, mange we're, we're and mice. I quick we're rats. off the list of herbs that I'll need to treat well. Without like breaking eye contact with the trainer, the new steward is like, yes, we have those things in stock. Uh, you can find them in the kitchen on the shelf labeled first aid. In the kitchen on the shelf labeled first aid. You're doing great, buddy. <laughs> I feel Dude, personally attacked by this. Is there like a review card or something that we can fill out? Is there a what? A review card that we can fill out for you based Feedback on your performance. Of some sort. The, at this, the, the student in training looks terrified. She's like, oh god, a review card. And the, the more seasoned everyone goes, we don't engage in that particular practice. Well, Is there a complaint or a compliment that you wish to I gotta have? say, A+. plus. Yeah, perfect job. We feel very welcome. Just, like this, the shoulders, like the whole body is just like, oh, and becomes much more relaxed at this. Um, thank you. I shall take that under advisement for his training. I do believe that Dromar and I could use aid first very quickly because yes. we are. Let's take, let's take all this stuff. You guys take all this stuff into one room and I'm going to grab the herbs I need and meet you there. Whose room should we use? Whichever one is closest. Yeah. <laughs> we go to the closest one of our four rooms. There's not any particular order that I've ever worked out, but we'll just say that Dromar's is the closest. And... Checks out. There we go. You... You gather the herbs that you need from the first aid mm -hmm. that they have set up in the kitchen. And meet everyone back in the room. Oh, before we go, mm -hmm. I go. You, who are the new steward? Yes. Could you please have this laundered for us while we are wait sleeping tonight? What do you hand him? I'm handing the loincloth. I have to. <laughs> Tromar's loincloth. 
Make sure you get the, just the cringing, ink off of it. Holding this, just like Dude. with like as far away well, from himself as he can, anyway. gingerly as possible, holding it with his thumb and forefinger. Uh. Thank you very much. We will pick it up in the morning, which yes, is your evening, you. because of you know. <laughs> Nocturnal. The more really steward. not have the ink on there anymore. I can't emphasize that enough. The more seasoned steward reaches over with a metal pair of tongs, grabs them, <laughs> and drops them in a bag next to the desk. We shall have them laundered for you. Thank you very Thank much. You. And then I join them in Dromar's room. I assume I, I will scurry up the stairs. I will scurry towards my room on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the passing comment from the new one. He's like that. And <laughs> the more season one just goes, in my experience, yes. And we Nines leaves him close there because he hasn't actually left the front desk. It was like, no, this is not normal. So, you <laughs> smell like sewer. <laughs> you read, you rejoin uh, the group in you smell like a room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I would like to just try and cure their mange with what I have, and I'll add in a little oregano for good effect. <laughs> okay, it's you've you know treated this many times. You. Take the mixture of rather, mm, I'll describe them as stinging yeah, herbs that you know you need to mix together to cure this particular disease. And grind them up in your mortar. Mm -hmm. uh, once you make a nice little paste out of all of this, you gently apply it to the bite wounds that they have. As she does so, it burns quite badly as it's reacting with a sloppy open wound. That'd be stinky. Deal with it. And you, you, tie, you tie some cloth around it to hold it there and put a little bit of uh, this kind of wax seal over it to make, uh, you know, just kind of close it up a bit. Where does the oregano go? Oh, I just throw it in your face. <laughs> you say, bam, kick it up a notch. <laughs> All right. I think I think we should thank you, Zoria, for making it hurt much worse than it did before. <laughs> but I do not feel quite so ratty as I did then. So, as you come down from that stinging sensation, and uh, bed down you know, for the evening. You see the sun is starting to creep up over the horizon. Before we went to bed, I feel like we should have Sola tell Todriana about the warehouse. Yes, and we should hit the buffet. Yes, also, and the shower. I was gonna ask. Soria, could you also maybe, um, Wrap All my right. ankle or something okay. so that it's not sprained okay. anymore and heals up. Yeah. So while I'm fixing up them medically, I'll also re-splint Dromar's ankle more properly this time. Again, with the well-stocked first aid kit, 
you actually find everything you need to make a proper splint to hold a sprain in place. They have nice, flexible pieces of wood that can be pretty easily shaped to hold everything in place. And Would I'm just... you be able to make some sort of healing herbal balm to, you know, bring down the swelling or something? Uh, if they have the ingredients. They do have some anti-inflammatory um, herbs here. I'll make some some that... oregano. Kick it up and You you know that you could either apply it as a cream, or you could just ingest it and okay. it would be fine. It would yeah taste a little bitter. Oh, then but... the ingestion part. But yeah. you okay? So you spice it up with oregano. some oregano. How about both ways? And make a, the chances. Make kind of a bitter. Oregano tea with it. Uh huh. I, I, uh, <laughs> my favorite bitter oregano tea. <laughs> bitter oregano tea. So, I mean, I, it was just going to be like this delicious. bitter, like anti inflammatory sort of tea, but then there's oregano in it because <laughs> this is becoming Soria's signature. Just like <laughs> Emerald used to make. <laughs> I, I yell out. is just walking around. Bam! I, I have gone into the, the buffet. Okay. Okay. Nines, you who are nines, <laughs> you will be pleased to know that there are still some fritters left and two pretzels. <laughs> Since plenty of their pretzels are. <laughs> we, we go over and have a pretzel day then. You know, <laughs> I have a pretzel. I'm not going to stop this. Uh, I'm just going to allow a lot. There's pretzels. Sure, why not? Fair enough. I'm just going to scrawl on a note explaining that to Adriana's stuff is in this warehouse and directions and just have the steward give it to him rather than make a big deal out of it. Not that you had asked the steward, but Soloth isn't actually in at the moment. Well, so I did ask can... and the, the training steward said yes. <laughs> I, I you hadn't asked, but... Uh... No, yeah, we t and then I said we were his favorite. And then I'm the sorry, steward had, said no. I didn't think you had asked And we that. said, oh, yes, we um, are. And then the steward said no. And we said, oh, definitely. So the steward was confused. Got Basically, it. yeah, we'll just well, call it that. We'll leave him a note to give to Solo just to explain it. And then we don't have yeah. to worry about it. Mm -hmm. He might still be with her. Ooh. Ooh. What will he be doing, though? Hey, probably. You know. From what I know, drinking <laughs> wine and chatting. Yeah. About. Things about yes. Also, yes. So she wanted were... to explain her thieves guild. Also, Soloth has a husband. Yeah, you do know that. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Whatever. I am glad that these pretzels were still fresh. <laughs> now, at the thought on. of these new pretzels, you you kind of like tap your coat for a moment and pull out. This very now soggy, sad, sewer-smelling little last bite of pretzel that has a little it. cheese on it. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't there this morning. <laughs> just, you, have, you have this one final bite of the pretzel you had previously purchased from the stall. Well, I discard that and eat a fresh pretzel. <laughs> I thought I'd get to cure another disease. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's named after um, I'm looking forward to the end of day pretzel day check. We well, we're at that point. Yeah. Unless there's something else you guys want to I think go. we all just take turns taking baths and watching and Grom going, and then go and to bed. washing our clothes. Yeah. Okay. We, we de-sewerfy ourselves. <laughs> 
Yeah. You, or you a do, or is it de sewer eight? <laughs> uh, it's no, whatever it's the hell you... <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what it's called. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? That made everyone groan. Go ahead and have DM inspiration for that. Hooray! Because <laughs> I don't stupid. usually make puns, but when I do, I get DM inspiration. <laughs> now we sleep. You take some time to clean yourselves up. Do you bother to clean Krom up or just let him? No, we want to know where he is. <laughs> yeah, he uh, hasn't left. Well, no, I know, we're going to keep him in with us. In our like, room. Well, you have him tied up in your room, just sitting in a corner. We clean him up and I bandage him up and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'll take I'll take my bolt and dagger back. Okay. <laughs> you managed to treat his wounds. And I'll take my caltrops out of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> And as you bed down for a night's rest and you see the sun rising up over the horizon, go ahead and make your pretzel day check. Just a plain 20? Yeah, just a plain 20. I got 15. I think that's a pretty good pretzel day. Ah, I got... Ah. Yeah, baby! (laughs) I got a nap 20. I got a nap 20 on my pretzel check. Nines, you're having a very fine day. You're not, you don't know if it's up to pretzel day quality. But Mm. Ulseth, you take, as as you're like falling asleep, you're laying in bed, (laughs) munching on what is your new favorite snack. You didn't have pretzels out in the fervent wilds. And these are amazing. They're soft and doughy and they have some salt on them. And you're just like, oh, this is the best. That you lay back with your head on a nice soft pillow and a good comfy bed, eating this pretzel and you realize this, this is a pretzel day. And I and just quietly go, <laughs> I am having a and pretzel day. And you two can day. have DM inspiration because you got a nat 20 on your pretzel day check. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> and on that wonderfully high note, uh, we're going to call the session there. As you close out that evening and treat Krom's wounds and find yourself deeply inspired, moved, enlightened, into a pretzel day. And and Ulseth is feeling better than he has ever since the the day he met uh, Lanferon. Even though he's still heavily damaged. <laughs> yes, but the magic of a long rest will heal everything. <laughs> Thanks to not having mange anymore. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, long rests in D&D are so good. It's like, I'm on death's door. But all I need to do is sleep for eight hours, and I'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. I really hope no one interrupts that sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and technically, according to the rules, a long rest does not necessarily mean sleep. It just means that you take get eight hours of incredibly low activity. You could be up having a wonderful conversation the entire time. As long as you don't take a point of exhaustion from doing so, that counts as a long rest. So you could just sit and have a lovely glass of your favorite bourbon, or a nice sweet and sour lemonade and you know stare off in the beautiful mountains and feel just fine i'm having pretzel dreams <laughs> jomar is never gonna sleep again eight He's hours of pretzel dreams bloodshot eyes <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be immortal <laughs> i think you still take exhaustion after a while if you don't sleep but that is true. I think, I think elves only have to sleep for four hours of it. And they actually According don't even rules. sleep. They they do uh, like a meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
No, furball sleep. To enjoy your pretzel dreams. Mm-hmm. And thank you all for joining us. We're glad you were here. We will see you next week. And uh, love you all. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.